0: What is your top three horror movies that you will watch anytime they appear on screen? You'll so like, just sit down and enjoy. Like your top three go-to's? Yeah. Oh, I know mine.
1: Uh, go first. All right.
0: Starting off, Lost Boys. Mm. Love me some Lost Boys. Is that the international version? Is there a different version? I don't know. The way you pronounced it sounds like it might have been Oh, like... no, I get really excited when I say <laughs> okay. it. Okay.
2: Um, 28 Days Later,
0: anytime that comes on,
2: I will just stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, still probably... Not the most iconic, but definitely like my go to zombie film. And last but not least, What We Do in the Shadows, which I know is kind of a horror comedy and it's more comedy than horror,
0: but I will watch that movie on repeat. Okay. Do you ever find that watching comedies over and over again that the jokes lessen? Or do you appreciate them more? It depends on the comedy.
2: Like if we're talking about like Tommy Boy or Billy Madison or, you know, things like that, yes, some of those jokes will wane over time. Um, I find like what we do in the shadows, Spinal Tap.
1: Popstar. Never stop. Never stopping.
2: Bla- Popstar is a good one. We watched that a, a couple days ago. It um, so good. I, I, there's certain there's certain types of, like Dumb and Dumber. I don't find that they they lose any traction with their mm-hmm. comedy whatsoever. And oftentimes I find different things funnier due to timing and things like that than I would have on my first couple watches. So I think watching them on repeat gives me like a, a broader sense of like what's funny about
1: them. I would go with Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's probably my number one. Then Tucker and Dale. uh, And then The Exorcist. In that order. I'm glad you put Exorcist on there. Of course. I mean, but that one's so heavy. Like, I don't... But I will watch it when it's around. But not The Stand? No. One, it's a TV miniseries, so it's like 72 hours long. I'll give it to you. It's a commitment. Yeah. (laughs) As just a throw on, uh, I don't think I normally have that kind of time.
0: Okay, let me ask you this out of all these uh, that you've named here today John mm-hmm. you said exorcist that one kind of starts off a little slow so my question is do you start any of these movies like mid movie do you like do you skip any of it when you put it on I, no. I can't do start that to finish? i can't do that
1: well i don't necessarily watch from i mean i always start from the beginning but maybe i'm not paying the most attention you know in the first 30 minutes or so cuz i've seen the exorcist probably like a thousand times anyway so uh I'm the same but I way never, with Jaws. Yeah, I never started late, though. I always started at the beginning.
0: Hmm. Okay. For me, Ghostbusters, no-brainer. I've okay. mentioned it a million times here. Also, any Jason movie if it's on like TNT or something, I will probably just pop it on and just sit down any. and watch it. Yeah. Even
2: when the boy takes
0: Manhattan. Okay, Even that when he's is a slug. the exception. Okay, out of all twelve movies or eleven or whatever, we're here at yeah. uh, number eight is the worst, and okay. I won't watch Worse it. Worse than Slug. Worse than Slug.
1: Wow, I disagree.
0: Oh, so hell is better than Manhattan. Yes, take that, New York. Yeah. He was only there for about 10 minutes anyway. That's the one that would suck so much. Um, Also Evil Dead 2. I've seen that a hundred times. I'll watch it another hundred times. Okay. It's such an easy watch for me and I just love it. So those are mine. How about Stranger Across from Me? Alex.
3: Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) Um, I got to go Tremors. That is my all-time favorite movie since I was a child. Never get sick of it. I probably watch it at least once a month um did you have a kid crush on kevin bacon no but i increasingly have an adult crush on kevin bacon
2: don't we all the reverse the reverse (laughs)
0: adult
3: crush kevin bacon he's really aged
0: into his beauty
3: (laughs) um the thing definitely watch it all the time love it never get tired of it good choice you're next probably you know, I haven't seen that one. That's
2: on the list. Is it? That okay. was that was her recommendation and I thought it as one of my choices we'll eventually be doing that movie.
3: It's great. It's a really fun slasher movie. It doesn't really At try to Don't spoil anything. I'm not. No, okay. No okay. spoilies. All right. All right. <laughs> uh it doesn't John. it doesn't really try to be anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not as it's just, spoil it. just You're a lot next. of fun. It's real cool. You are next.
0: <laughs> um, okay, bonus. What is your go to non horror movie? Just like a single go to non horror? Yeah.
3: Grand Budapest Hotel. Really? I've never seen that. Oh, I watch it oh, all the time. It's movie. so good. I, I have haven't seen that Man. one
0: yet. Mm. It's on the list. I God's do love too. me some uh, Life Aquatic. That's probably my favorite one of his. That
1: was a good one.
2: Okay, new question. Not your favorite go-to. Your favorite Wes Anderson flick. I just said it. All right, we got Life <laughs> Aquatic. We got Grand Budapest. Ooh. I'm going with Rushmore.
1: I think I might say Life
2: Aquatic. I really
1: did like that one.
2: I enjoy I enjoy Life Aquatic and Grand Budapest a lot more than I enjoyed Rushmore. I just feel like Rushmore has just like a tight, impactful story for right.
1: me. It's very classic. They're all classics, Rushmore's I guess. like my second. Okay, right yeah,
2: on.
0: Those are the top ones. I didn't really care for the Darjeeling Limited. I don't know many people who picked as their Yeah,
3: not great. <laughs> I got to say, I am a huge fan of Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think it's wonderful. Oh, I right. watch it oh. a whole lot.
1: I've never seen that one either. I haven't oh. seen that many Wes Anderson films. So How that, many times uh, have
0: you seen The Exorcist, though? Oh, like a
1: thousand. <laughs> like I said, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm always going to pick The Exorcist over any Wes Anderson film. I'm going
0: to give you a hot take right now. I think Royal Tenenbaums is overrated. Uh, see, I don't know if it's overrated. Like, that was one of the few I've seen. I was bored. <laughs>
3: Piping hot takes from Mark. You heard it here. Ow.
0: Hey all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett and Alex. Everyone, how are we doing today? Good. Oh, <laughs> I did my hands like we're all going to say in unison. No I know, I loved
1: it. it. I saw that. I was oh, like, I'm going to just, just leave them out left, there.
2: left me holding the bag. Okay. That's
1: right. So doing that, pretty
2: good. Yeah. I think a lot of us are tired, but I think we're
0: doing good. I I'm gonna speak for all y'all real quick. Yeah, no, you know, I apologize. I, can, I
1: concur. I am tired, but doing yeah, well.
0: It's been a busy week, I think. Fuck yeah.
3: Yeah. Same as All
0: right. Well, Alex, I'm glad you're with us today. I commend you on being brave and courageous and coming back to the podcast after the embarrassment that occurred the last time you were here. And it's not your fault, but you are the first and only illegitimate guest. And it's Garrett's fault. Garrett, what have you done? What have I? What did I do? He did not give you the monster test, so we're doing that now. Oh, I'm. look, my episodes are side
2: episodes, except Teeth wasn't. Oh, shit. Yeah, I I'm to go. All right, guys, I'm out. I'm done. I had a good
0: run. <laughs> <laughs> run. Rules are rules. So we're about to officiate you into being an official guest on right. the podcast. And if you
1: get it wrong, we're deleting Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> dare that you? That
3: is my piece de resistance. It <laughs> was a great
1: episode, but, you know, rules are rules. <laughs> All right, Two here words. we go. Are you ready? Radical
0: vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Question one. Two ways to kill a vampire.
3: Uh, Stake through the heart sunlight.
0: Correct. Number two. Is Frankenstein the name of the guy or the monster?
3: I mean, clearly it's the guy, but I feel like it's a pedantic argument and who cares? Oh turn okay. grave care <laughs> take
0: that monster squad <laughs> If you had to answer if it was not pedantic,
3: I already gave an answer. it's the guy okay.
0: All right okay question three. how do you kill a werewolf?
3: Uh, silver bullet?
0: Yes. Question four. who is the unofficial grave talk mascot? Adam Scott Yes, correct. Okay Godzilla or King Kong.
3: Um, I gotta say King Kong based mostly on Kong Skull Island, which I really adore. So if you're you're basing your answer on the quality of film, not on the monster itself? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am.
0: I'll accept that because of that. But if you were going monster only... It's always Godzilla, just so wow. you know.
1: Mark has spoken. Always <laughs> Godzilla.
0: I think Mark spoke
2: because everyone says King Kong <laughs> I instead <know>. of Godzilla.
0: <laughs> I'm going to find... Look, I've got that Criterion collection coming in the mail. I am super jazzed. I will find you a guest that likes Godzilla <laughs> more thank than you King you Kong. Much. All right. And lastly, are you now or have you ever been a member of a Swedish cult intent on choosing sacrifices for your bizarre backwater religions?
3: Have I ever? Maybe. Not are right you, now, though. Okay. I'm good. I'm so good. So
0: we're safe at the table. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. Thank you. And congratulations, you are now an official Grave Talk special guest.
3: Yay, teeth lives. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, what have you guys been up to since last time?
3: Uh, Working,
1: which is a horror movie all of itself, but nothing of any real note.
0: Would you have your teeth removed if you never had to work again?
1: Oh, like, yeah. Well, do I get to keep my current quality of life? I just have no teeth? Correct. Fuck yeah. Easy. Give me dentures.
0: You heard it here, folks. I don't think that's a tough call. No, (laughs) not at all. You'd remove your teeth. Never to work
2: again, dude. My molars are shot anyway. I might as well just oh, get, so you're get like the whole process. Two weeks going. away from
0: doing it, regardless. I'm <laughs> <laughs> way further
2: than that, but uh,
1: yeah, fake teeth have come a long way here. This isn't like you know George Washington wooden teeth. You can't kids. afford
2: the implants anymore because you're not working. But I'm telling you, you can get a brand new set. Never know.
1: Yeah, I'm totally... uh, Yeah, Never work
3: again? That's like another... Yeah,
2: team no teeth. What's Uh (laughs) up?
3: Go team gruel.
0: (laughs) I might need a little more time to consider my options before I just go yank the teeth out. That's all I'm saying. Um, Okay, well, I've got a rumor I want to bring up. Uh, I think this just came out as a time of recording. Bloody Disgusting is reporting that Tony Todd is going to reprise his role as the Candyman. In the Jordan Peele one? yes. Really? Because yeah. I thought like Jordan Peele said, it might be someone new. According to them, he's the de- Bloody Disgusting's had several rumors, and they went digging, and they said they got a pretty good source saying that it's true. There's no official confirmation yet, but that's uh, what we're hearing here. Oh, that'd be or interesting. They're hearing anyway. So I'm excited. I think that's good. Good deal. I think Tony should be able to do it for several more movies if he wanted to. I'm cool with giving someone else a shot
2: too. I think there's a lot of really good, like you know, newer actors. That could just nail that part. I agree. So I, I, as much as I love the nostalgia of bringing Tony Todd back, Tony, we love you, man. Keep <laughs> it up. Um, I would also like to see them, you know, give someone else a shot at hitting that roll up.
1: Yeah. Continuing our train of hot takes. I don't generally associate roles with actors. Like I didn't hmm. mind that uh, you know someone new played Freddy. I don't mind that different Jasons existed. I think Jackie Earl right Earl whatever. Jackie
2: Haley Earl or whatever. Yeah. Jack Earl. Haley. I think he did
1: a great job. He just oh, had he was a, a bad, great bad script. Yeah.
2: He was a great Freddy. Um, James Jew Courtney who did the new uh, Michael Myers mm-hmm. did a great Michael Myers. Quick. The guy who did the new Jason which I know is a, not a lot of people agree with me on that. I think he did just as good a job as Kane Hodder or any of the others.
0: Let me throw this out to you. Uh, several of the guys you're mentioning right now are put behind masks. It's not the actor's face that's so much associated with it you know what i mean like a jason is just a dude in a big hulking you know yeah but, they the but there's, that. But there's
2: acting that goes
0: into i get that, that but i think people are going to be a little harder to disassociate a character if they're not when covered they, up when the visual you know? is that person's Correct, face exactly
1: I, I can see what you're saying that's but a fair you point have to otherwise these franchises are just going to die when these people get too old to act
0: yeah right? you're not you're not wrong but what i think is maybe they can do a situation where Tony Todd is still his same character, but why can't he groom another Candy Man Look, or Candy Woman? I'm about to say we got a simple Candy
3: fix. Woman. Ooh. You heard that?
2: Well, I think that's what we had at the end of two, right? Doesn't, she died, didn't she?
3: No, she that was at the end of Candyman. one. I think at the
1: end of two, uh, Candy Woman. these all merged together, but <laughs> Look, I do believe simple, she simple,
2: joins
0: the Candyman pantheon.
2: Simple fix: we just change the A to an E, and it's Candy Men, and there's multiple. <laughs> oh, and
0: then we'll go to Candy Men International.
2: Actually, we should even like we should go genderless with it. Candy them, candy squad. You know, let's just like open it up to anybody who wants to be. If you are, if you're a fan of candy yeah. or you're a fan of bees, that's right. Come on down. We're gonna get you in this. Yeah. Candy men and black, any gender, non gender, candy men in black.
0: <laughs> <Candymen> in black <laughs> yeah, three. Thank you uh, very much. That's candy right.
1: people in black, please. Mark. Stick okay, with the my times. bad. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited. Like I said, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity to maybe introduce a different villain and still have Tony Todd do his thing. So you think and have him come back as Candyman,
2: but also just maybe have like a different protagonist yeah. or antagonist? Yeah, I think that would be that a good way to go. That would be really interesting. That I, could, I could get behind And then that. you're pleasing both fans' bases, right? See, I don't even think it's a matter of like you have to please anybody with it. I just think it'd be interesting to see someone else take a crack at this character. Because I feel like even with all these new people, they added their own little flair to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Haley I, we
0: always mess up that DC I
1: name, know it's such a good name but Jackie
0: Earl Haley Jackie Earl Bam. Haley it's
1: not
3: that hard guys oh, it is hard hard. No, here's,
0: here's why it's hard because there's Haley Joe Osmond and there's Jackie Earl Haley and they both have two of the same names oh I never get those two confused I just can't oh. remember what order the names no in. I always get it confused oh the but kid I, from Sixth Sense and uh, the the kid from Bad News Bears
1: yeah
2: but I think he did, did a really good job of bringing his own like acting flair to mm-hmm. um, Freddy Krueger and he had this like really like like intensity to him that i don't think um robert england had right but i don't think that was robert england's style with right. Freddy. So it was just interesting to see a different take on Freddy. I feel like it was a more realistic, scary Freddy. Much darker. But I, I do think it also kind of lost some of the humor aspect that yeah. Freddy is known for. So again, there's gives and takes on both sides. But I mean, it's good news that if if he's back in there in any capacity, I'm, yeah, I'm not
1: against it. I just don't think like it's uh, pivotal.
2: <laughs> I do believe you should give these people who help build something into what it is the opportunity to be part of it.
3: And yeah. also, do you think that anyone is going to have the level of commitment to literally fill their mouth with bees? Wait. He did that for filming. He Wait. straight up filled his own mouth with yeah, bees those are real for bees. that scene. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We talked about this in our Candy Fan episode. Get the fuck out of here. I did not remember that. What are you talking about? Every picture they ever use is him with yeah. full of mouth of bees. Those are real. I thought that was CG. They didn't have that kind In
1: 1991? Car- oh my God. Yeah, they would have looked way worse. Yeah. Uh, so the man
0: ate bees. Give him the job. Okay,
2: you know what? You, if you put that on your resume, you, you got a foot in the door.
1: What have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> Come at me with your bees from 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> for me lately? Uh-uh. Oh. Riding that bee train. The bee train. <laughs> for 30 years. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm happy that he's coming back. Legitimately, I just... uh Don't want people to get hung up when eventually he's not going to come back, right? The movie should still continue. This is
2: also Jordan Peele, so who knows what crazy awesomeness he's going to bring to this thing and and make it work out. Yeah, I'm amped. All
0: right, well, we'll keep an eye on that and see if that is uh, ever officially, it will be officially debunked or proven to be true at some point, and we'll let you know. But today, we're here to talk about Midsommar. Yay. The
2: Ari Aster follow-up to Hereditary, right? He didn't do a movie between the two. Okay. Back to back. Back to back. B2B. Yeah. Let's talk about
0: this film. Okay.
1: We're bringing the same energy this film brings, so we're really online (laughs) I think
0: that's unfair. I think this (laughs) movie brought a lot of energy. A lot of sad energy. I'll have you know that my intentional slowness in getting into this is an artistic choice.
1: Yeah. It's not dreading.
0: It's not plotting. (laughs) It's on purpose. Okay. Ooh.
3: what do you guys think, Alex? Uh, I quite enjoy this movie in that it was a fairly unpleasant watch, but I think it's intelligent and weird and... I don't know. I like, the, I like the lead in it a lot. And it was just really beautiful, too. It was a really beautifully shot movie. I think it's like fun choice to have a really kind of disturbing horror movie with only maybe two or three night scenes in it. And the rest is just in broad-ass daylight. I
0: agree. I think it's good. Um, I would not maybe necessarily choose it over Hereditary because I just enjoy the supernatural aspect of that more. Um, but I still think this is a good one. Yes, it is long. There's a lot of build up to it, but I think it's worth the watch. I think there's a lot of themes in here. As packed I watch, you
2: think there's a theme? Yeah. There's themes in this movie?
0: Yes, there happens packed to be. Packed with themes. Oh, it's so themes. packed with themes. It's <laughs> bursting themes. at the seams. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it's excellent. I, I've watched it three times now. I saw it in the theater. I watched the extended cut, and then I watched it again to refresh myself for this episode. So I'm ready to see if I can answer any of your burning questions or any of that thing. That Has you're anyone
2: on. else seen it more than once? I have. I've seen it twice. Okay, uh, Alex.
3: I had intended to watch it twice, but I opted to sleep this morning instead. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> John wasted no time with that one um, oh, I mean I'm being overly harsh when I first watched this movie the very first time I hated it uh, I, with I mean Mark could attest quite the passion I did not enjoy you did not it recommend at all it.
2: I, I did not see it until this morning two thumbs
1: down big time uh, on second watch I hate it 50% less <laughs> oh I think that he showed that he is a master of the craft of making movies he uses his shots his composition his colors i mean what he does with actors and actresses where other movies would you know have them say oh i'm so sad right now like he gets them to emote that uh, also mad props to the actors and actresses i just didn't care for the story that he was telling so i think he perfectly executed a story that i don't care about i will say like as a short movie like the first 30 or 40 minutes of this movie is like probably some of the best movie making that has happened in the last 50 years.
2: I just question why people did what they did so much. And not like in the normal horror stuff where you're like, I'll let that go because it's a horror movie, but just like dude or, you know, madam, like I really
3: don't feel that way at all. I thought everyone's actions really made sense. I did agree, except
1: they all broke Jack Dougherty from 30 Rocks rule. Never go with the hippie to a second location. If they had stopped on that that field, the story would have gone very differently.
2: Me flown to Sweden at this point. You're committed to going to a
1: hippie field. So, uh, no, I actually agree. I think their actions all made sense. I mean, even Christian who everyone hates, I get why he makes the decisions that he makes because he's a fuckboy boy and he makes fuckboy boy
2: decisions to a degree. Yes. And also I would say he's also drugged many times. Now that's not excusing any choices he made because even drugged, you should still like try to keep and your capacity. Theoretically
3: spelled like, Enchanted. Oh. Listen, I've also been drugged many times and I've never done anything you've that's never walked into a barn and <laughs> fucked a bunch of people. But have you ever eaten somebody's pubes
1: and drank uh, whatever bodily fluids that they need to? You, so you, you know fluids? exactly
0: what's in there, just say it.
3: Stop judging me. Okay, <laughs> is it pee?
0: No, no, bro, no it's, it's period. period but
3: well, yes. I don't Are know. You serious? is yeah, you that did, what that was? Yes.
0: See, this is what I'm saying, man. You need to be in the right mindset so you yes. catch this shit. No, no, shit. no. I was, I saw the tapestry. It was period, okay, with <laughs> the with the, the tapestry and cookbook. Then did you that was see his
3: glass? Of every single glass was, was yellow orange-ish? except for his. Oh, I
0: thought it was like yellow. The only reason I didn't you thought say he got that. the orange juice while everybody else got the lemonade.
2: <laughs> no, I thought it was like. I thought they were all just kind of like a like a, a mango. I know there
3: weren't mangoes, but you know no. like I thought it was kind of like a grass <laughs> wow. I mean, as we all know, color. the Swedes are famous for their mangoes. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just saying,
2: tropical fruits, big in Sweden. When I looked at it, everyone's glass had a, a tint of like summer to it, so I didn't notice that his was
0: like
3: his was noticeably. Yeah, I missed
0: that. God. I missed Someone at the table should have had a glass of the purple stuff. The
1: main reason I didn't say period blood is how does a guy do a love spell or can only women do love spells? We didn't see a male tapestry. Yeah, fair enough. So I just uh, genericized it to bodily fluids. Don't drink the milk, bro. Oh boy, you think? That's got to be it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Alex, do you have any retorts or response to these meatheads over here? I didn't. Look- well, hold on, hold on. That's that's very <laughs> generalizing.
2: I enjoyed this film in f- very much the same way John did from a like a respectable filmmaking perspective. I just thought, again, this two hour and twenty seven minute movie should have been like a tight one forty, and that's still a pretty long movie. I'll give you, you know one fifty. I'll give you an hour and fifty. I just thought there was like so much there. It's like we've got it. Like, we've totally got this. Like, we don't need to continue to hold this. And I know that builds tension in certain times, but like, again, I, my problem I is think
0: like, you cut out 30 minutes of the movie. You're cutting out a lot of what John was talking about was really good to see on screen.
1: Yes, that first half, I would hate if they edited anything out from that first part. For me, the movie lost me at when they enter the weird camp. Everything up to then, I was like, loving this. And then I totally lost interest at the weird cult story. I feel like
2: it's a perfect balance. I feel like if you lose one or the other, you lose the balance that this movie sets. sure. But I just didn't really care for the concept. It's like Ari Aster was like, hold my beer. I've seen Wicker Man. It's my turn. (laughs) You know, like, I got this. And kudos to him. I think I said something very similar about this during... hereditary
3: hereditary. yeah
1: maybe you just don't like ari aster which is fine
2: no
3: I i don't
1: i don't have a problem with him i just think like the the plot didn't speak to me you just don't like the movies he makes Maybe that's it.
3: Well, I love The Wicker Man. And so I was excited to get Wicker Man 2019. Um, The Nick Cage or the original? The original. I was really excited to get this really well-developed female lead. And also I felt this was very cathartic for anyone who's ever had a major idiot boyfriend.
1: What would you have done different in his place? Would you have broken up with someone whose whole family? Because obviously he wanted to dump her. He's being a chicken shit about
3: it. Then this event happened. And I feel like he felt he got swept up in events. You should tell your partner uh, more than two weeks in advance if you're spending an entire (laughs) summer abroad. Fair point there. Right now,
2: we can 100% agree. Christian fucked up from start to finish in this movie. This dude has never been in the right.
3: He's a coward. He is a coward and just a real piece of shit Um, because yes he should have broken up with her when he wanted to but he just couldn't make a decision one way or the other he wanted to have his cake and eat it too which I guess is the point of cake, but whatever. That's <laughs> beside <laughs> you can the either point. either have it or
1: eat it. It's uh...
3: And then he just needed to put his foot down. If he didn't want her to come to Sweden, he should have just said no.
0: Yes, that was bad. But I I think I kind of agree with John's point is once her whole family gets wiped out, he feels locked into that relationship because when is going to be a good time to break up with her when she's going through something so horrendous?
2: At the same time, though, that can be just as devastating to continue a charade or charade. I don't right. know how you say charade, it. I think to basically Charade
1: um, I'm sorry I don't know the Fancy charades <laughs> Oh sweet Jesus are We play charade here <laughs>
2: God damn it you
3: guys You no, can only Impersonate Dickens novels <laughs> I,
1: I agree with you
2: uh, The fact that like Yes It's not a good time And you definitely need To be there for that person I mean you don't want to Like drop a dump After someone's family Just died like that But at the same time though Before that His friends are talking to him And he's been wanting to do this For like a year Right like, That's he's where wanted, he's a fuck So, so the for thing sure. is, is so, to, to Alex's point This dude should have figured his shit out way the fuck before now right and you know what i feel this brings up a good point though Is like what is your responsibility as a significant other to be responsible for someone's mental and emotional capacity i feel like if he's like i'm not willing to this is too much for me or this is i why do i have to be the one that she constantly is like leaning on for this and if he's not 100 down for that get the fuck out bro because clearly that's what she needs and her sister tells her
1: that or something like that on the phone.
2: She's like, if he's mm. not going to no, be no, there, no, that was like a her friend. friend. Yeah. Okay, her friend's like, if he's not going to be there for you, then fuck him.
1: Right. That was pre-family. Yes. I think the point, I, I agree with what both of y'all are saying. He tried to split the difference and not dump her so that he wouldn't, come off as this horrible person but also didn't want to commit and that makes him an asshole yes Yes, before that hundred percent asshole uh that's a a tough call
2: with the timing of like so
1: i think that's why he didn't tell her because he like kept thinking he was going to but but do you think lying about
2: a trip no it was fucked up thing is like going to help this woman go through any of more emotional stuff it's like you have just basically like like i'm sorry like when i first watched it and they were doing the whole friends versus talking about the significant other on the phones and his buddies were all like, dude, you wanted out of this for a year, figure it out, get the fuck out of it. And he's like, I just don't know. And then when she was like, if he can't be there for you the way you need him to, this isn't a good relationship. I was like, very good
3: point. But his actions to me still make sense. Like, I think he's an asshole and I think he's a coward, but we all know people like that. And we Mm -hmm. all know people who would make exactly the same choices that he made, which is why I think he's a very well-written character. He's just a real well-written asshole.
0: Let's put a pin in that for just a moment and let's give our listeners some of the information about this film so they know what's going (laughs) into this. Uh, So again, this was directed by Ari Oster from Hereditary and this one stars Florence Pugh as Danny, Jack Rayner as Christian, Wilhelm Blagren as Pele, William Jackson Harper as Josh, Will Poulter as Mark, Elora Torsia as Connie and Archie Medekwi as Simon. Here's what iTunes says this movie's about. Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, a grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his friends on a trip to a -a once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. What begins as a carefree summer holiday in a land of eternal sunlight takes a sinister turn when the insular villagers invite their guests to partake in festivities that render the pastoral paradise increasingly unnerving and viscerally disturbing. From the visionary mind of Ari Oster comes a dread-soaked cinematic fairy tale where a world of darkness unfolds in broad daylight. I feel like that's a great, like, back-of-the-box description
2: type thing, except for the part where they, like, blatantly mislead a a key component of the story. She does not invite herself. He pity invites her, even he, though he doesn't want her to go. Her. Yeah, and he, yeah, chicken invites it's, her. Not yeah, I don't pity. think he
1: even pities her. He was just like, fuck, how do I get out of this? Uh, and then, like,
2: he invites her, and he's like, don't worry, she doesn't want to go, and it's like, dude, you invited her. Did
1: His story like, changes the whole time he tells his friends. Well, I mean, she did say she was gonna come, but she's not really gonna come.
3: Yeah. It's but, like, oh, I was are like, such a dick. I thought that was a great scene, though, <laughs> yeah. because I felt like that was a very real exchange. Right. And it I feels like it very lot.
1: Christian, because it was, I think he, he is a coward. He's conflict-averse, so pr- he he doesn't even want to have fights with his friends, right? So he's just like, uh, she's not going to come. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, even though he knows that she is.
2: We can basically start right here by saying communication is your fucking friend. Because if Christian had just communicated properly with Danny from the get go, sure, maybe there may have been some heartache. Maybe there may have been some problems. But this dude avoids addressing shit to the point where he's created his own monster. Also, his friend should have been like, well, dude, we don't want her to go. Like, I know it's hard to say that, like, don't take yeah. your significant other, especially after the tragedy and that And he didn't happened, even ask them or tell he them? He didn't even talk to them about it. Like,
0: he- well, let's say, like, yes, I don't know how many times we've said that communication is very important in a lot of these situations yeah. in movie and life, but for whatever reason, human beings have a really hard time doing it. It's true. It's
2: very true. Yeah, I mean, we're all probably guilty of like not communicating as well as we should have about stuff. And
0: yeah. I mean, you always hear about relationships that last last way too long because one of them is afraid to get out of it. I mean, that just yeah. it, it occurs all the time. And I think we're dropped right into one of these, and you're going to find out that Danny needs family. That's her whole arc of this whole movie is trying to find something after a devastating loss, and she needs that from Christian, and he is totally unwilling or incapable of being what she needs. And that the, the worst part is, though, is, too, is because, like,
2: you can tell he thinks he cares, but he does not care the well, way she needs him to care.
1: He is like a definition nice guy, like where he thinks he's the nicest guy on Earth, but he's actually a dick. Right. If you asked Christian, he'd be like, oh, I'm just I'm just a nice guy. Well, he, you may, know? he may but, be a
2: nice guy when he's committed to whatever he's in, but like he just mm, wasn't he was so mentally checked out of this thing, but he was just like physically there oh god it's so i think this character s- frustrates me so much because i like everything he does i'm just like dude you're in the wrong
0: i honestly believe if the tragedy that danny experienced had not happened he would have broken up with her in a couple of days maybe weeks
1: i don't know i think he would have waited until it just Their sort discussion of discussion at the
0: pizza parlor when he hangs up the phone with her they're like dude, you've been talking about breaking up with her for so long. Like right. I feel year. like I think
2: he said like a year. Yeah.
0: I feel like he was this close to finally. Going I don't through know.
2: Probably been that close for a whole year. I think he's yeah. been that close for a whole year. And he's just like, I don't know what I want. Cause the thing is he's going to Sweden. Yeah. And he hasn't told her like, if, if you want out of it, you're like, well, I'm thinking about going to Sweden with my buddies. And she'd be like, "Oh, that sounds fun." And Be like, "Yeah, it's just the Not guys, you. you know." Like, you you would at least like draw lines of like, but no, he's he trying does does to office
1: of space it. He's just trying to be as much of a dick as possible till she dumps him, and then he could feel better about maybe. himself. I
0: don't know about that. I think he's just more clueless than anything.
1: Oh,
2: uh, I, think, I think he's just I wanted I wanted to cut him stupidly. I wanted to cut him slack, and the whole like first part of my notes is like, "Okay, well maybe this dude needs to just kind of." And I was like, and as I'm typing this, I'm like, "Oh no," because like he immediately goes and does something. and I'm
3: just like, "Sorry." Bro. What he does to Simon uh later in the movie. Oh yeah. Is I'm just like, oh, so you're just it was very fucked up. He's I just thought. a garbage person. He's just already. a garbage person, and yeah. he continuously outs himself as more and more of a garbage person as the film develops. John,
0: why don't you lead us into the horrific event? The most hereditary the movie gets, I think, is at the very first oh, ten dude, minutes of the movie.
1: So good. This is like a perfect short story. Um so It opens, if I remember right, Mark, you've seen this the most, I think, um, with Danny like emailing and calling her family over and over and over again. And we don't know why yet. um, And they're not answering, they're not responding to the emails. um, And then it like pans onto the computer screen, and we see an email from her sister who was like, Oh, I can't take this anymore. You know, uh, goodbye. And they're all, they're all coming with me. And then she's like, what do you mean? And that's like the last two way conversation Danny had with her family. And, um, and she's like panicked rightfully. So So then she calls Christian who's at, uh, with his friends. He's like, Oh, we just smoked some resin and ordered pizza. So he's, you know, doing his own shit. I mean, I don't, I think this is like the first signs that you get that this relationship isn't all that great. Uh, Cause she like doesn't want to tell him the truth about why she's all panicky. She's trying to just be calm. She's like, I don't know. My sister said something weird and now I can't get a hold of her. And Christian's like, it'll be fine. Everything's okay. And he's Uh,
0: sighing on the phone too. He's like, he's like, Oh, I have to respond in the correct way here.
1: Right. He's just going through and the motions.
2: This, and this part, I this is the only time I gave Christian any kind of like credit because he's like, your sister's always doing this kind of stuff. You know, she's always sending these emails. She's always talking about this stuff. You know, every time you guys give her attention, she just does it more and more. Now, granted, that's not the best response for someone who clearly is like struggling with like depression or whatever the sister was going through. To a degree, I'm also like, what is someone else's responsibility for someone else's Person who may be doing this stuff for just attention, you know. Like I can understand his kind of like, well, look, we don't know what it really is. But then he starts sighing like, oh, this again. Yeah. And then she backs off like, oh, I'm being too needy. I'm asking too much of him. And I'm like, no. Anytime your family member acts like they're going to kill himself, you should take it seriously.
1: And they've been dating for a long time. Like you don't find that out for later. But uh, I feel so like he's just
2: fed up of having he, to deal with it.
1: The, you know what you signed up for. Like if
2: again, you know, yeah. I'm not saying he's he's right, right so. for being fed up. I'm just saying like he. I think he's just like. I'm tired of putting this much effort into this.
3: And I think Florence Pugh does a great job in these scenes because this theme continues throughout the movie of her being rightfully scared about something and then her having to downplay her own concerns in order to not seem too needy to Christian. And I have seen many women in real life, women in particular, I think. I'm sure it happens to men as well, but I think this is something that is more frequent with women. Is the same thing downplaying things that are very serious to you because you don't want to seem too needy. And basically dudes just sorry sorry usually dudes not always uh, this isn't a not all men crowd you're yeah, safe here it's yeah a safe space. but <laughs> he is just really gaslighting her in a pretty mm-hmm. subtle way initially and then it becomes more and more blatant and i have seen so many women react to gaslighting in exactly the same way and i think she portrays it so well
1: so the next thing that happens is she calls her friend and her friend gives her good advice which she thereby ignores uh which is like you were saying if he's not going to be there for you then this isn't you know and she's like, no, I'm just leaning on him too much. She like, say
2: too much. And she's like, it doesn't matter if right. you need him that much, then that's the per- kind of person you need to be with, which God. is great advice. Yes, they may not. They may not be a good match for each other, but that's still good advice. If you need something from a significant other, make sure you find someone who can help provide that in a healthy way.
1: And then we cut to, I guess, Danny's childhood home, her parents home, and we see her parents laying in bed.
2: It cuts to the the garage and you see firefighters walking to the garage and they turn off the cars. Like both cars are running in the garage. And then from the garage, you follow this hose, which is on the sister's mouth.
3: Yeah, like duct tape to her mouth. It's really so grisly. The sister
0: was committed. Let's say the panning through the event is very slow and deliberate and the dread is building and there's audio cues. that's like. dude this violin music is telling me right. something. there's like no shit foley work happened.
1: no dialogue it is just dramatic music and slow pans and he i mean it's a master very shot. very
2: ari oster i don't i know i know the comp- composer so i'm sorry if i'm not giving the right person credit but it's the very same style of um Soundtrack is mm-hmm. hereditary and this like weird kind of tr- like not trilly, but just kind of like this.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. So intense. And then it cuts from there to the bar where Christian and them are. And this is where they have the conversation. You got to dump her. And we see Danny calls. And he, of course, is like, huh. You know and his friends are like just ignore it well mark uh i guess he's the dick in this group is like <laughs> don't
0: look at me not all marks are dicks <laughs>
1: he's like oh is it her again you got to just cut it off just ignore her and he won't even move to let uh christian out um but then christian picks up and uh she's and just, she's just sobbing. sobbing oh it's so like, she's, like hard wailing to sobbing Uh, which completely
2: understand. She just yeah. found out her whole family like is dead.
1: This acting is, I mean, incredible.
0: It is Ari Aster. So Ari Oster knows how to get his women to cry. Emote. <laughs> where are you going with just this? utter utter devastation, just sadness and despair? Like yeah. he's so good Either at getting those great out of their actresses. Or that's great directing. I want a movie called "The Wailing of Women," starring <laughs> Tony Collette and Florence Pugh, where they're just wailing on top of a whale.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow, okay
2: and in I'd, watch, Wales. I'd
0: watch that for a half hour oh. And I think it would be Oscar, in Wales, yes, correct <laughs> <laughs> Not well in done. a whale, but in Wales um, Just to uh, Harken back to the soundtrack we were mentioning This was done by Bobby Krillick, also known As Hexen Cloak He also did the music for Hereditary Okay. Dude is insanely good at yeah. what he does Hexen
1: Cloak is the name of someone Who makes this kind of music,
0: for, <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure Yes.
2: <laughs> I personally don't really care For this soundtrack style Like, it's just a personal preference. It's not bad. It works so well with these movies. I can't imagine another, like, soundtrack to these movies. I wouldn't want it changed at all but if I, I would never listen to this stuff on its
0: own. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're intended to. Yeah. It's totally okay. there to be additive to the mood. It's clearly right. a compliment yes. to the, the piece. Correct. Okay. Yeah.
2: John Williams and stuff like that. Right. You can like throw on the themes but like sure. this doesn't really have themes. It has like...
0: This isn't buy it, put it on the record player no. and play it while you're doing the dishes. <laughs> you might slit your throat or something. <laughs> <be> the worst <laughs> dish music ever.
1: I've like never read any interviews from Ari Aster. I really heard him talk. I don't know what he looks like but he seems like someone who really loves film and unlike a lot of movies where I think I I think they do soundtrack, you know, the soundtrack guys are doing the soundtrack, everything in in uh, his movies plays together to enhance the visual aspects. If like you the have some of a total product. movie, yeah, and Everything it's is. designed to to show you to to make an image really powerful. Like you could almost watch this movie without dialogue and really follow it along. Dude, that's a good point cuz like I was watching the beginning and I was like you could do this as a silent
2: film. Mm-hmm. Like the, the phone conversations, not even like hear what they're saying, but just the way she's like her face is looking, the way that everyone's reacting in the pizza parlor you could still tell exactly what was going on up until the point where you see the family dead and you're just yeah. like, oh, shit.
1: It's, it's just a masterful filmmaking. I, I just uh, can't say it enough. But then uh, moving on from there, he, then we cut to him... Walking, like walking home in, and he's like, house, he's right. like,
2: "How are you doing?" And she's like, "Well, well." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to stop by this party real quick for like 45 minutes."
0: Yeah, you get the idea that she's been in bed for several days, if not even longer. At this, yeah, point.
2: it
1: yeah. is hard to tell how much time has. I couldn't passed. tell if it's a couple of
2: days or like a week or something like that. I I was hoping at least a week of yeah, her being be able to so like. Too. Before she's like, "I'm going to go to this party for 45," but she goes to the party with you, and that's where she finds out about the Sweden trip.
1: It's, she handles it very well i guess but not is, well like this is not- so
2: interestingly done because you hear muffled like kind of like if you were just mentally checked out at a party all the ambient noise just becomes this muffled yeah. like muh, 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 muh. and then wah-long. she picks up on these words of like the trip sweden and then she starts to key in and then the audio clears up and basically yeah. becomes very auditory uh, not auditory but like very audible Clear, yeah and um and you can tell like by her facial expression that she's like I don't know anything about this.
1: Right, she has every right to be really mad here, and uh, she just pushes it down. Well, we cut back to the house, and he's
2: like, "Look, I was gonna tell you, blah blah." She's like, "When?" And he was like, "Well, you know, like, I'm not really sure I was gonna go." And she's like, "You bought a plane ticket?" (laughs) Yeah, he's speaks so slimy. Look, I'm I'm sorry, blah 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 blah. You know, he's like, "I apologized," and she's like, "No, you didn't."
0: No, it's great the way she says, like the way you said sorry, basically just meant too bad,
2: right? (laughs) Yes. And then she was like, "Look," (laughs) no, he's like,
1: "Oh, I'm I I should just go, right?" I think he. Really? Yes, this is that's a shitty says, way of trying
2: to sh- break up with her. I think he was like, Yeah, was like I, I shouldn't have to deal with this. She backs down and I'm like, no ma'am. Like, yeah. you have every right to be pissed at this point. But
3: that's what it's like being with a gaslighter. They make yeah. it feel like it's your fault. And he
1: even gaslights her. He's like, I told you, right?
0: She's like, no, you said it would be cool to go. The
3: reversal like,
0: in this scene is disgusting.
3: It is. Yeah. It's
1: so hard because you feel so bad for her because she is in the right 100%. And
0: then <sighs> she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Please just come yeah, sit she down. She drags Please him sit to the down. sofa. And, and in, in the director's cut, this is extended. Oh. This whole, like, getting him to sit down on the couch with her to the point where Christian says something that the of well, I was gonna invite you as a surprise later. Uh-huh. He pulls bullshit.
3: that crap. Well, obviously that's bullshit. Yeah. But <laughs> manipulation,
1: yeah. manipulation, man. The yeah. thing is,
2: I can understand like maybe not mentioning something. Like I didn't know I was gonna go see you know this movie, and the guys invited me. I, I totally spaced and forgot to invite you. I'm really sorry. I should have invited you. But the thing is. This is not a accidental forget. This was a deliberate plan that he had. You don't
1: internationally travel by accident. It's it's a very methodical thing. You have a lot that you need to do. As
0: someone who owns a scatterbrain, I often forget to tell my wife a lot of things. And then she calls me out on it. And then I go, I know I'm dumb. I'm really (laughs) sorry about that. I own up to it. And then we usually get by. But I would never book a trip to another country and be like,
1: oh, yeah, didn't you know about that thing? Yeah. Y'all need to get on a shared calendar. Pro tip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No surprise Sweden trips. You said this is classic gaslighter uh, mentality here.
3: Yeah, definitely. Where I mean, she has very legitimate things to be upset and concerned about, and he makes her feel like the crazy one for being upset.
2: I was so mad at Christian at this point. I was like, dude. And the fact that he invited her, I was like, what a shitty thing to do. I mean, I know why he did it. And I'm not saying the invite was shitty, but he clearly didn't want her there. Yeah. Like, what a weird thing. Did. Like, don't invite someone to go do something as like. I think he felt experience. almost
0: like he had to. Like, he was forced to do so. Like, he, he, like he got so. caught and like, this right. is my only
2: way out of yeah. it is to. But again, though, that's so bad. And I think as we all grow and learn, we learn not to do these things, you know, because I can remember a couple of times when I was like, you know, like 18 or 19 being like, oh, they're in
1: their 20s. He's doing his thesis. So he's in his mid 20s. Oh, no, absolutely.
2: And the thing is, but hey, you know, some people mature at different ages. But regardless, the thing is, it's not like, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, come with me to this party next weekend. I should, you know, like and just like placating. This is international travel. This is a commitment. This is like you're going to be locked in with someone for this event don't fucking do it just because you feel obligated that's gonna be worse for her in the long run because she clearly needs someone she can like lean on and depend on you're uh, thinking
1: about yeah. it like that he's thinking about what's easiest for me what would make this immediate uncomfortable situation stop? yeah
3: he is pure path of least resistance yep. the entire movie it's a mastercrafted you yeah know. that was a perfect short story like uh yeah yep.
0: So we lead into our next scene where we are at the dorm room of one of our group. Christian pops up and he's like, "Hey, Danny's coming upstairs, guys. And uh, by the way, I told her about uh, the Sweden trip and I invited her. And it was all your guys' idea, okay? (laughs) Like you're cool with it, right?" (laughs) He does it to his
1: friends. (laughs) Yeah. He's so why why would he not take ownership of that idea anyway? And also to wait
0: to the very last moment to tell them what is happening. He's like, "I've been in that room for how long?"
2: Yeah, it wasn't until she was coming up that he was like, oh, I guess I got to say something now because right. she'll probably say something. Right. Because he's a Dude,
3: coward, like she said. He's not going to do the difficult thing until he is backed into a corner yeah. and has to do something.
1: And he, the window's so small, they can't fight him about it. So well, That's the
2: thing is, when this scene played out, I thought what they still punk. had like a couple days or something before they were leaving. And it it seemed like they were leaving
1: like that day or the next day.
0: Well, that was because of the cinematography. i will yeah. get to that in just a second. Okay. But Dude, he,
1: the cuts in this movie are so good.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, So she comes upstairs and then like... Like, everybody's like, hey, Danny, so Sweden, right? (laughs) We're so happy. (laughs) Like,
1: but it's obviously...
0: Um, but we're introduced to our Willy Wonka of this adventure. His name's Pele. <laughs>
1: we go to the Willy Wonka.
0: Oh, he's taking you into a fucking Wonderland of weirdness.
2: Oh God! Yeah, he's Horror the one. Land. He is the
0: one. Wonderland, <laughs> <Horror> sure. <laughs> he is the uh, one that has told all of the American uh, students about this. He's like, let's go back. It's going to be a month and a half of just crazy. You know, traditional pageantry. It's going to be food. Um, They're
1: there for a month and a half? That's yeah. how long? Oh, okay.
0: Because during the argument, Danny says something like, Well, what if I just went to China for three months? He's like, It's only a month and a yes, half. Yes, and the Jeez. argument he, Oh, yeah. yeah he, he's yeah, being yeah. so pedantic about
2: the arguing with yeah. um, Danny. It's like, Dude, now's not the fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Pele basically, this is your Wicker Man moment, like, you know, where you find out that these. You don't really know for certain, but eventually you find out that like he's kind of using these people to get them lured to this place. All all three of them are like anthropology majors or something like that. And Josh and Christian are writing their thesis. And like so, basically, Pele, Pele, or I don't know. said it's, it's, it's like Pella, 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 Pella. Yeah, Pella basically is like, oh, come to this thing; it'll be good for your. So that's how he gets Josh there. Like this will totally be down for your thesis.
3: And Christian is dragging his feet, trying to figure out what his thesis is going to be. He doesn't have a topic yet. And Josh is like, oh, I'm studying midsummer festivals all throughout Northern Europe. And so he is seems like a really on the ball guy. Has yeah. a solid topic, and this is you know going to be a chapter of his thesis and christian back to his not putting any effort into anything as josh
2: kind of accuses christian of like dude you've just been riding my coattails on this everything i do you're doing for your thesis
1: too like it's hard that's why you're here see christian being a phd student i don't uh i I can't understand how someone would i mean i'm sure it happens but it's like man how did you get this
3: far in life as a former graduate student it happens (laughs) (laughs) just fail forward i guess
0: Mark is the shitty guy of this whole group. He's, I think he's worse than Christian, honestly. Mm, he's, he's the more clueless, and in the director's cut, he, he's, he's even more of a piece of shit. Oh,
1: But with Mark, he is what he is. He does not hide the fact that he is a dick. Everything he does and says is just dick-worthy. Yeah, uh, he's a dick, Christian but- tries to pretend that he's a nice guy. Christian says you've got this special week planned. Yeah. It's sort of a crazy nine-day festival my family's doing. Lots of pageantry and... Uh-huh. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. It'll probably seem very silly, but it's like theater.
0: You know, I'm very, very glad
1: you're coming. I I think it's very good you're coming.
2: We get a sense that Pella is really kind of like interested in Danny.
1: Yeah.
0: No, he's extremely excited to have her going along. He's like, I'm extra excited that you're joining us. Yeah. And then he mentions like, like,
2: I'm really sorry to hear about your family. And then she runs in the the bathroom and starts crying. And he mentions
3: that he lost his family as well. And that's why his community is so important to him. Because he's like, I lost my parents as well, but I have this super tight community that are my family. And I had all of these people to lean on when my parents died. I think you're definitely
1: underselling the scene. She doesn't necessarily run into the bathroom. She withdraws. And then it's like one of the most beautiful cuts because she says, I'm going to the bathroom. It follows it overhead. And then you're it's in a plain even, it's bathroom. It's not even a
2: cut. It's like. Oh a, yeah, it is a, one steady shot. It's like actually. a a, um, a crane shot where yeah. you kind of like go from like a medium shot of them sitting down. It it goes up and then you like overhead, follow her to the bathroom and then the camera Falls into the bathroom with her. And you're in a plane now. From her perspective. And then, yeah, you're in a plane. It's It's amazing. Totally well done.
0: Danny is not recovered from her loss. You know, her entire family being wiped out and any mention of family, the word family is now a trigger for her. I
1: assume she was crying in that bathroom because of Christian. By the way, we don't find out why she's crying in the airplane bathroom, but I would put money that Christian did something dickish. Just FYI, my head (laughs) (laughs) can (laughs) it. That's a safe
0: bet. (laughs) That's (laughs) a safe bet. It's in the extended
1: edition. I'm pretty sure Christian just made her cry again.
0: Yeah. So she goes and sits down and we kind of follow Danny's path of sitting back in her chair and the, the camera leads us to outside of the window of the plane. And the pilot comes on and says, We are now entering into Swedish blah blah blah. We're about Stockholm. to land in yeah, Stockholm or whatever. Swedish blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't know what exactly. Look, the point is is that whenever the pilot comes on and tells our group that you've arrived to the destination, the plane starts shaking. Like we're entering scary territory. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a warning Scare-tory, to the territory if it's you our will.
3: Oh.
2: Excellent. Oh.
0: It's announcing to the audience, "Hey, this is your warning. We're about to get real shit crazy in here," and that's, I think, that's a visual cue of the, the See, shake I couldn't
2: it. tell if that was just turbulence, and I was like, "This is excessive turbulence," yeah. or if it was like a a choice filmmaking wise
0: too... on the third okay. watch I'm telling you it's what I just said <laughs> no, no,
2: no, I'm not arguing with you by any means it's like I didn't pick that I couldn't like quite tell I was like I don't know if this is deliberate or if this is like something I'm missing about turbulence I think
1: in his, like a film like his everything is pretty deliberate something that jarring is definitely it's deliberate be. it has yeah. to so be so I agree with Mark on
0: this Ari Oster said that this is almost like a modern fairy tale like you said it's like a wicker man type thing um, the movie even starts off with the like an old timey like medieval banister with like harps playing ding 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 and it's like it pans open it cuts open like we're at a stage play oh with the tapestry yeah the yeah. tapestry midsummer tapestry yeah. title screen exactly which was beautiful
2: yeah that all looked like stitched like uh my roommate was pointing that out like she was, it was like amazing like, and i
0: i love the juxtaposition of the opening scene where we're getting this nice beautiful fairy tale-ish grimm's fairy tale style and uh like a swedish woman is singing and we're looking at a winter like landscape And then it immediately is jarringly shot down by a phone ringing and now we're in America. You know, it's like there's no fairy tales in America. It's like kind of what I was gathering from this really hard cut yeah. to
1: America. there's no fairy tales in Danny's life.
0: And to really give this even more props of like coming into a, uh, an uneasy and weird land, the uh, car ride to where they're going to, which is called Horga, I believe, is or, or I believe is, is that's
3: it. the that's the name of the people, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so
0: um, I forget exactly what they like called Hall, it.
2: All Hodge or something. I got I'm just
0: anyway. It's p- the or city it. or the village title of, yeah. of the community they're going to, and one of my favorite... Favorite favorite shots of this after Marcos. How long is this car trip? But they do this thing where that as soon as they cross this like the village line, saying you've entered whatever whatever town, mm-hmm. the the camera flips upside down. So weird, and I love that. Yeah. And that's again is like we're now uneasy. You've just lost your footing, and you don't know what's going to happen. That
1: actually, gave me a little bit of motion sickness when I was watching yeah. it last time. I was like, whoa, this is. Uh- yeah, it kind of like as it goes under the camera, like stays stationary
2: and just flips itself backwards, and then. And, like you see the road and it's upside down and then it flips itself forward right before they meet people so it's almost like this like you take this turn yeah. it's almost like yeah. this like whole
0: like okay this is no
2: longer what you're yeah like you're not things, safe anymore things
0: have flipped itself and i absolutely loved it every single time I, the th- even in the third time i was like this is so damn cool the
1: colors change too in like the first half of the movie they're much more vibrant high contrast it's darker and now it's like bleached out once they get to the field all the colors are overexposed lots of saturation very bleached See, i didn't
2: think there was a lot of colors i thought it was very very like kind of not monotone but i thought it was very muted in the it's beginning very bright and bleached. yeah in the beginning
1: dark high say, contrast yeah, i
2: with, yeah, I wouldn't say a lot of bright colors though, because no. once they get to the new area, there right. are colors, and I was like, wow. "Yeah, that's what I'm saying." When in the it's beginning, it's almost like Dorothy when she goes to Oz, right? Like, and it opens up, and you're like, "Oh, we are not in the same place anymore. You know, we are not in Kansas anymore." Exactly. I could not remember the line as I was saying it, so I had to loop back around. <laughs> you
0: are not in Pennsylvania forthwith. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, that's wrong. <laughs> so our our uh, our crew stops off in a field. They're like, "Hey, before we get to town." Let's go hang out here in the fields and just sit around for a while. Hey, look, who's that weirdo? His name is Ingmar. He's my buddy from back in the day. This is Pele. And he's like, hey, we've got some mushrooms. You guys ready to go? And this is the moment that I'm going to side with not Danny. So basically, Ingmar busts out a bag of shrooms like, who's ready to trip? And then everybody's like fuck it, let's do it. And she's like, I kind of need to get my footing, guys. And they're like, Wait. we can't trip at different times. I, I wrote down in big, bold letters, do not trip after a tragedy. Yeah, That is not wrong. But what I'm saying is she decided to do it anyway. She should have abstained from the it's drug. It's peer
1: pressure. Peer pressure is a hell of a, a drug. drug. Mm-hmm. Was a but I think that was her way of being like, go ahead and do tried, it. I'll do it later means I'm not going to do it. Yes. I don't think she was going to do it. It was You're if, in a foreign country. Yeah. You've been
2: invited there by this person who's inviting you into his community you don't want to be rude and be like no nah, i'm not doing your shit bro." right it's like you're still gonna try the food even though like i don't like seafood if i was in japan and someone was like try this fish i'd be like oh boy here we go she was just okay you know like or i'm not super hungry right now they're like no try it i'm like okay here we go eat but the like, scone <laughs> but where, do,
0: where does that leave us it, it leaves us like Okay, everybody else is tripping, but you two. And then now you're going to trip, and now we got to watch you, but we're supposed to be hiking. I'd
1: rather sit there not tripping than trip when I shouldn't and
2: possibly fuck up everyone else. What
0: I'm saying is she shouldn't have done it. Nobody
1: told Christian to not do it either. In fact, she was very much like, just go. Just fucking go do it. Now, to be fair, though,
2: this is, and this is not in defense of Christian, but I think Christian in his mind saw this as like, oh, she'll be mad at me if I do it without her, even though it's like I said, she said it's okay, but it's not okay. But at the same time, though, like, be a fucking man. If someone says something, take them at their word. And I, if they're not being honest, then you can talk about that later. But like, yes, she, no one should have peer pressured her to fucking yes. trip. At the same time, Mark, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like she was completely in the right to be like, I probably shouldn't be doing this right now. So
0: she shouldn't have done it, period. I agree. I agree. That's what, that's what I'm saying. But she should have okay. abstained and let everybody else do the thing. She and yes, Christian is a, a part of the problem too. I'm yeah. not saying it. They're both the problem. They both didn't want to go down the path at the same time well, with everybody and else. And
2: Pele too
1: was all like, well, we have it in a tea if you prefer that. That was after she already said
2: oh, she would do it. yeah. yeah. I, hey, thought,
0: I, I couldn't remember. You I don't got to like, eat them. You can hear drink this instead. Yeah,
1: this is all Mark's fault really because he was because Josh <laughs> was like, whatever, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do them anyway, which is the right reaction to do it, right? Like, Plus it's good to have someone sober around when you're tripping uh, anyway. So she might have been doing them a favor.
3: Yeah, she should have stayed sober. That's what I'm saying. Right, But that, but if, she got peer pressured into it. I can't yeah. really blame her if for you that. Had,
1: I mean, this is a thing, an element of, can you just read the room and the social setting? I think the reason she didn't go, no, I'm not going to do this is because she thought that would for sure mean nobody was going to do it. So she was just trying to be polite and say, I'll do it later, a.k.a. I'm not going to do and this. And she
3: already feels like she's putting everyone out by being right. there, and she feels like she needs to just go along and not not be like a disruption Again, i guess. back
2: to her basically being like what's better for everyone else and not acknowledging what she and the thing is we do need to put a little ownership on danny as well though because like if you've gone through something like this you need to take care of yourself you need to do what's right for you,
3: you and know? that's like,
0: partially where i'm coming at it from is like
3: easier said than done though <laughs> no no i agree
2: no i 100 agree. agree i'm not saying like like you fucked up danny by not but like she's like put herself in a situation where the the, the force of going with the flow is going to far outweigh because what she in her head is ready to deal with because she's dealing with tragedy. She's not emotionally or mentally probably in a great place still. Well, clearly she's not. We saw the bathroom. She's
1: scene. terrified of being left alone. That's yeah. really oh, what it is. That's, that's a great point. She's so, She'll do sh-
2: whatever to stick with the, right. the
1: group. That's why she is very afraid of pushing Christian away. That's why she doesn't want to get broken up with or break up with him. That is why she trips and we have she has a nightmare You know, much further in the movie. She's just afraid of being abandoned. She's taking all these steps to not rock the boat, not get left behind, not get left out, that sort of thought. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not trying to come on so hard as saying like, Let's crucify Danny for this. But I'm no, saying is yeah. I under, I think that she had a little blame to to put in it's it's a whole situational thing that this is one of the ones that I wasn't like fully behind her on. That's what I'm trying so to you say. I understand Your point the motivation. She should
3: have
1: just said, No, I'm not going to do that. Correct.
0: This. And right. stop there. But that's a tough situation to be in though.
3: And yeah. I feel like her actions make sense. Yes, it would have been better for her if she hadn't, you know, tripped with all of them, but her actions make sense within the context of the movie. But it would have like, been
1: very out of character for her to have been that forceful, to be like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, that's just not who she is. Uh,
0: could have been like, say the word family and let's see what's happening. You know, I feel, what like, I mean? she like, only, I feel like she only went to Sweden just because she didn't want to be left alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
2: Like, I feel like if, if given the, the, if she had the support she needed back in the States, I think she would have passed on the trip. And been like, I'm pissed at him for like, not telling me, fuck him. He can go do his thing and I'm going to
0: stay here. And she should have been hanging out with a friend on the phone. Clearly that was a stronger, uh, you know, support (laughs) system than Christian ever was. So they all consume the mushrooms. And I would like to point out that I think this is a very accurate portrayal of tripping on mushrooms. This is probably right? the
3: most accurate portrayal of a hallucin- hallucinogen I've seen on film. Yes, I agree. Uh, especially
1: Mark. I think Mark like, oh, I've recognized this uh, behavior He's
3: before. freaking not out. Not from you. but I love his
0: like... What time is it? It's 9 p.m. What
2: do you mean? That can't be right. The sky is blue. It's fine. It's Sweden. That's not
0: fine. Why is it like that? It's okay, Mark. It's the midnight sun. That feels wrong, I don't like that. Promise you it's okay. I'm not okay.
1: Oh fuck, it's
0: a new person. What? I don't want new people Uh. right now. I'm just gonna lay down, okay?
1: Yeah, do that.
0: Everybody else lay down. Guys, do it, it feels so nice. Josh, can you lie down, please? I've felt that before. <laughs> yeah. Or he's like,
1: everybody lay down. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That. <laughs> he's like, Wait, why aren't you laying down? Like, okay, yep. I. The little get hint
2: it. of swirls <laughs> and like blurs that happen, and the like. Just the visual, like, I'm like, that's the one time I did mushrooms like that. It was like, I was like, oh man. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was really, yeah, I agree. One of the more, most accurate I've ever seen. Like you don't see wild pink elephants in general. I'm glad they didn't make it go on too
2: long either. I really don't like movies that like really like just hold on to like, oh, it's like you're tripping on film. We're going to show as much as possible. Like they really kept that to a, a concise, like you got the feel and then we're moving on with the story.
0: So they're laying there and someone says, you guys are like my family you guys are like my extended family. And that word Mark immediately, says it, yeah. Yeah, Mark says immediately it. triggers Danny. And she's like, Oh no, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. And she starts walking off. Cause you know, she's the trauma. She's about to have a really bad trip.
2: She's about yeah. to have a panic
0: attack. Oh boy, here we go. You're fine. You're fine. It's cool. Don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. And, oh,
3: and she's struggling so hard to I try know. to keep it together. Which it's is why do not do
2: a fuck ton of drugs if you are. This is why they needed a
1: sober person. Cause she's like, I'm going for a walk. Bad call. Should not have let poor struggling, tripping Danny just go wander in the woods on her own. She like, needed a buddy. Right, but nobody there was sober enough to be like this is a bad idea. Christian gave like the most half-ass like I'll go with you. She's like it's fine. And he's like okay, back to laying down. Yeah, uh, she
0: walks into a group of people laughing and she assumes they're laughing at her which is obvious. When you're on something, you think everybody in the world knows you are you s- and they're looking at you bad and yeah. judging you.
1: And you see it from her like I think uh, unreliable narrator perspective because they do all turn and then just start laughing at her. But which you I get- I tell
0: if that's the way she was feeling right. or I don't was think, actually happening.
1: I don't think that's what really happened. I think it's how she perceived it, which feels very realistic.
0: So she beelines away from the group of people straight into Ingmar, standing at a, like a public bench. And he's like, hey, Danny, come on over. Hang out. It's yeah. like, they're all laughing at me. He's like, no, no, they've been laughing for some time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, why don't you sit down? And she's like, no, okay, got to go. Thanks anyway. And yeah. she runs straight to like an outhouse. That's like one of the creepiest looking outhouses I've seen. Goes in there, pitch black. Flips like the light on and sees a face behind her. Mm -hmm. Again, mirror horror, I hate it so much. There's so much mirror shots
1: here. I was thinking about you. It's only one mirror horror, but he uses the reflection technique a lot in this movie. He does it a lot, but like when that face was there and I was like, that's not
2: real. And then she like looks real close and then looks back and it's gone. I was like, Nope.
0: Garrett, I'm giving you a warning. I'm about to show you a photograph. Okay. Okay. Because I know sometimes I freaked you out on this podcast by showing you pictures. Oh, is
1: this
2: the face? I'm a
0: real toughie. It's her sister with the hose attached oh, to her face. Shit,
1: oh, shit. Yeah.
2: Okay. I thought it was someone with like a weird mask on. I, it was so brief.
1: I couldn't I mean, tell what it was.
2: Kind of. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a weird person with a mask on. Yeah. But yeah, it's, she's, it's just hammering home that she is not dealing with her family loss. She's yeah. carrying yeah. that
1: with her for sure.
0: So then she wakes up. She's been sleeping outside for six hours and Christian's like kind of kicking her and be like, hey, you want to get up now? We're kind of moving. Yeah, we're well, we're going like, to go hiking for a while.
1: <laughs> bursts out of that outhouse, rightfully so, and then goes, runs, and Into lays woods, down. Yeah. Uh,
0: so she's like, is it tomorrow? And he's like, from yesterday's perspective, like, what a fucking dickhead. No, I yes. thought that was
1: clever. I no, liked it's that. it's clearly,
0: yes, it's tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so he's like, what are we doing now? He's like, we're hiking to our final destination. The whole reason we're here. And they go hiking and are like, man, we're really going far. Like, we're going going out deep. And then they come to this clearing and there's just giant sun wooden, uh, it's like a wooden sun that's been, you know, constructed into the entrance of this clearing. And this place, wherever they found to film this movie, is beautiful.
1: It really is. One thing we did miss during their their trip phase is they also meet Connie and Simon in yes. this field here We're from London, right? Which is who, and Ingmar, they're friends with Ingmar. Yeah, yes.
0: so <laughs> kind of like Pele brought in all the Americans. Ingmar brought in some people too. Yeah, two people from London, and this is a very deliberate reason, like you said. And there are seen yep. if you've seen any version of Wicker Man you start getting a lot of parallels from this point on. And I think it's okay. I feel like I was okay with how much I was like, this is just like Wicker Man. This is just like Wicker Man.
3: But, I didn't like, feel like it was too much, though. I didn't feel yeah. like it was... I feel like you he's know, doing his own thing with it. Yeah, it wasn't like shot for shot Wicker Man or anything. It was you know similar themes and relatively similar storyline, but definitely its own movie.
0: So we're introduced to our group of Horga. That's the name of the people. Um, John, how would you describe their dress and their presentation?
3: Um, they're
1: like in white dresses with, I don't know. I don't know. How would I describe it? Frocks.
0: They're called frocks.
1: There you go. They're in white frocks with, uh, patterns on them.
0: Flower, on yeah, flor- flowery
1: yeah. patterns.
0: Yeah, I was is it like, maybe I just don't know uh, the Swedish dress, but was that anything similar to the way they dress normally or was this specific for this
3: group? I feel like that would be relatively similar to your, you know, traditional garbs of Northern Europe. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Druidic kind it, of. Yes. Feel. It,
2: it felt very natural for like a druid type, you know, like based yeah you and know. it was cool
1: because they have this shot of them all going to eat and they're all you know in their frocks and then there's all the outsiders in their regular streetwear, and it was just such a great visual representation you of could these immediately guys are see a part of yeah right they're like a part of but separate from this group which i thought was awesome
0: and the horga on the surface are very nice people They're all very welcoming. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. And something I picked up on that on the third watch is whenever we meet uh, one of the priests or one of Pele's like elders, uh, because again, his parents died and he was raised by this community. He's uh, he's these are my friends from America. Please come meet them. This is Danny, Christian, Mark and uh, uh, Josh. Josh. And this this elder to every single one of them says, hi, welcome, welcome. And when he goes to Danny, he goes, welcome home. Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't pick that up. And I was like, oh, snap. And that's really, again, this is Danny's uh, uh, voyage on trying to find somewhere where she belongs. A family unit, someone that will do what Christian is unable to do. It almost feels very
2: culty in the fact that it seems like they prey on people who need oh. this kind what, of thing Culty, in their life. you say?
3: You feel this movie has cultish themes? It might. It culty. might be a little culty. Wow. that's wild. You picked up on that. <laughs> so Jeez. this is a
0: good point of the podcast, you jerks? <laughs> <laughs> So this is the good point of the podcast to tell you exactly why I love this movie so much, and maybe this comes from my upbringing of being overtly religious. Frocks frocks Okay, do it to me every time (laughs) love a good frock i was raised in a home where i had to go to church three times a week for seven years plus forced against my will and i hated every minute of it so i'm very exposed to religion and um some sort of the mania that comes in with the, the beliefs that uh people are willing to do this movie To me, the horror of it is the ability for human beings to take traditions and religious rituals and normalize them and not just normalize atrocities and horrors, but to actually glorify them, glorify them. And that's why this movie is so strong for me is I'm watching this. I'm like, look what human beings are capable of doing and not that they're just doing it and knowing it's wrong. They're doing it and they think it's cool.
1: But I do think within their own community, maybe it's not horrible.
0: That's the point. That's it's, what I'm trying to say. No, like, they're, it's, it's normalized to you
1: from the outside. Now, what they do to others, I think, is messed up. What they That's do what to I'm themselves, saying. But those
0: are the horrific points that they're able to normalize and be like, hey, it's just another day. We're going to start killing some people in the name of right. the harvest.
1: That part's messed up. But like the 72-year-old part, right? I mean, that was terrifying to watch. But if that's their belief... I don't think it's for us to judge that that's messed up, right? They've all voluntarily believing this, but, but this is murder. We're talking about in, murder but and that has
0: been normalized to. with them. It's the same with the Aztecs sacrificing people. All these are terrible religious atrocities. Well, let's, I'm not here to, to pass. Ju- I'm not here to pass judgment on that
2: because I can see what you're saying, John, but at the same time though, to Mark's point, you know, if you're raised in this kind of thing, right? You may not know that you don't have to kill yourself at 72 life doesn't have to be terrible after 72, you know, like I spoiler alert, Yes, we see some stuff but like but, and I agree with I agree with what you're saying it's, it may seem it may seem wrong or incorrect to us from, from a people who don't share those beliefs right. at the same time though if you're like completely indoctrinated into something you may not realize what something you're doing they say doesn't the have to be exact
1: same about us right They, I mean I think they do They we are indoctrinated to believe that our life should go on for as long as we could possibly make it right in general um, and so that's what they would say about us oh yeah I'm not right? saying
0: one way is right or wrong fish know I'm they're saying, wet like but I think Outside of this ritual, the Horga would still believe murder is wrong. But in this instance, murder is good. That's what I'm saying. Human beings are willing to take something based on a religious, uh, you know, flavor and be like, "Oh, this this one's okay." But the fact that you murdered somebody over there—that's not okay. We do that, all but it's the not time. just the 72-year-olds. It's they sacrifice nine people at the end right. of the
1: movie. That part messed up. I agree. They should not be tricking outsiders to come to their little cult fantasy playland and die. Jacked up but within their own belief system. You're talking about
2: the suicide aspect. The suicide
1: and even, yeah, the folks who like choose or they're very ecstatic that they get to go into that room at the end. I, I just don't believe necessarily that there is an objective good or bad uh that
2: and that's a real system. ethical philosophical question of like it do you have the own capacity and right to have complete ownership of your life you know and to that i can i again we can, I don't we think can me, go me down and john route. are not arguing no, no, different no, no. points i'm
0: just saying this is terrifying because john's saying i don't find that terrifying when looking at it from the cult members uh viewpoint yeah. Right. And I think that's what I think that's what works so well about this movie,
2: because I don't want to keep going yeah. down this. I'm philosophical team Josh, rap. apparently.
1: <laughs> You're team Danny. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm yeah. just saying
2: like, you know, like that's what is so interesting about this movie is because you can have those different perspectives on it and, you know, like you can take different things away from it.
0: Yeah. So, John, when you walked out of the movie saying, oh, I hated this movie, I thought it was terrible. I was like, how? How did you not find it so terrifying that humans are capable of just normalizing murder? And like, like to the point where they believe that this is a good thing to do. Like, I I find that terrifying. Uh Humans are willing to commit murder in the name of like religion.
1: We're willing to commit murder in the name of anything. I mean, yeah, human beings are inherently scary, I guess, if you think about it that way. But I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, yeah, I guess my perspective is a little different in that I just don't believe that what they're, I agree that what they do to the outsiders is terrible. I don't necessarily believe what they do to themselves is uh, terrible. I think that's for them to decide. And well, you, right. the
0: listener, to decide now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they tell us, okay, welcome to the, the festival. This is, uh, only, we only do this every 90 years, by the way, and we're gonna, today you're just going to hang oh. out and have a good time.
1: So I'm going to take your word on this because you've seen it more than me, but I felt like it was annual and it was just every 90 years there was a big festival.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's an annual festival, but every nine, 90 years it's a big special festival yeah. where they sacrifice a bunch of mofuckers.
0: Yeah, I thought the killing only happened every 90 years. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no.
3: Okay. The so, festival so. happens every year, but they only have to kill people every 90. Okay,
0: good point. All right. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Clear as mud. So, basically we
2: see a lot of, like, the, the comings and goings of this festival. We see them kind of bring these outsiders into... Um, some of their traditions, they're walking around, they're talking about like, oh, this is this and this is that. And they're like, and someone goes, are we not going to talk about this bear? And there's just a bear in a cage. And Pella's just like, it's a bear. Yeah, and they just walk on. I was like, I guess we're literally not going to talk about this bear. Love that scene. Um,
3: As do I, but it's a total Chekhov's bear. Because you see the bear in the first scene and the bear goes off in the last scene. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like I was like, oh, that bear came back. And so um, they're
1: not just throwing a bear in the movie for no reason.
2: (laughs) We got the bear. We're going to use the bear. So we start to see them kind of like get involved. We 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 learn a little bit about we learn that Simon and Connie are together. They're really happy. You know, they've got a really solid relationship going on. They're engaged. And then we also see Christian start to be a little bit still of a douchebag. Like this girl kind of expresses some interest in him from the community. And he takes the bait. Like, he's yeah. just like, cool, I'm going to go dance with these girls now. Like, one of them kicks him in the side. Everyone kind of sees it. And he's like, can anybody go dance with them? And Penla's like, yeah. And he's like, you're an American. Just force years away into it. And I was like, well, that's kind of passive aggressive. But yeah. <laughs> OK. And he gets up and goes and starts dancing. It's like, dude, your girl saw that. Like your girl saw that maybe like chill.
1: And he already fucked up because when he was meeting Connie and Simon, they're talking about the relationship. They're like, oh, how long have you been together? And he got the answer wrong. By like six months. Yeah. Um, she's like, no, it's always been this long. He's like, oh, okay.
2: We see some weird like tapestry, which basically shows like a cookbook. Of weird stuff. Yeah, well, the
1: tapestry lays out exactly what's going to happen to Christian.
2: Yes. And like, it's weird. It's like basically this like mating tapestry.
0: And 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 it's It's not just in the background either. The camera deliberately pans up to it and slowly lets you look at it. And you're like.
3: And then they talk about it. It's like, it's there are no secrets, no surprises. Oh, that's our love potion tapestry. And it's like, oh,
1: okay.
0: It's like, (laughs) oh, okay. Right on. Now, John, will you please go step by step and tell us how to make a love potion for a man?
1: I don't remember. I only remember it involves a charm, pubic hair, period blood, and then they love you.
3: Yeah, that's about it. Think, yeah, because there's that, that charm thing. Then you got, got to put some pubes in a pie, apparently. Yeah, Take um. that,
2: Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a more disgusting way to do it. <laughs> Josh is really interested in learning more about this community, you know, because he's doing his thesis on it. And he's like, hey, you know, like, is it cool if I take some photos? And everyone's like, oh, no. The, photo,
0: the photos of the events are OK as long as they're done discreetly. But it's yeah, their okay. book your yeah. book, he's like, so no, man.
2: So basically you're finding out they are kind of a little bit of a closed society. And he kind of like knows enough about these subjects to kind of have an idea of what's going on. Um, everyone's kind of getting a feel for this place. Mark is just basically like, oh, I'm going to fuck some of these girls probably.
0: He's also vaping throughout everything. Oh, I didn't like,
2: see yeah. really Real that. Really playing into that character. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like I guess you're going to make us wait to eat. He's just you should have brought Mark with you. No,
0: yeah, they sit, they're sitting down at this table, right? This is this is day one of the ceremonies. We're gonna sit down and eat, and the shot that they do is perfectly symmetrical, except for maybe the mountain range in the back. But the way the table is is it's like this weird diamond—it's a rune. Uh, rune shape. Yeah, it's yeah. a rune shape. So they're all sitting at different uh, legs of the rune, if you will. And Mark's like, "When do we sit?" And Pele's like, "When it's time to sit. When it feels right to <laughs> yeah. sit." And then everybody just perfectly sit down at the exact same time and start eating. And we see this yellow triangle temple in the back. And we're like, what is that? And he's like, "I ah, don't go over there. It's just a temple. Don't worry about that.
1: Yeah, he's like, no one's allowed in there.
2: Yeah. When you go to a brand new place where there's ritual, like, dancing and stuff, and someone's like, don't worry about that place. You should immediately worry about that place.
0: <laughs> that is a good thing to, to uh, keep in mind. If sure.
2: you go to, like, uh, like, Camp Crystal Lake, and it's like, what is that cabin? It's like, "Yeah, don't worry about that cabin. You should be like, something's fucked up about that cabin. Right. <laughs>
1: After they eat, they go to their place where they're going to sleep. They sleep with the children apparently, Um, and they're yeah. A lot
0: of this is just learning the community, right? We're we're getting some tidbits on how what they how they operate and what they do. They say that um, eighteen to thirty six is all the people that are going to stay inside this communal home, right? So, everybody sleeps in one big, um, like, open area right. inside it's a house.
3: Elaborately painted with all of and these that's amazing drawings. kind of when they talk about, like, the four phases yes. of life in this community, right? Because, like...
0: 18 to 36 is summer. 36 to 54 is fall. And then 54 to 72 is the mentor slash winter yeah. period. Yeah. And
2: then I can't remember who goes, like, well, what happens when you're 72? And... Pele kind of does this Like throats yeah. Like like you're dead He does not lie to them he, no. he just But he says it in this weird Kind of goofy smirk Kind of like Ah ha ha No big deal They just Everyone's dead at 72 To him it's not a big deal and it's Everyone just what kind happens. of takes this Like as a joke Kind of like Oh that's funny Except okay. I think
3: Josh I think Josh actually Oh Josh knows Yeah he knows Because, yeah. because, because as When we're approaching
2: that, The next scene right, so he's, He knows what's coming Because Pele's like Tomorrow there's gonna be a I can't remember well, This is also where we learn
1: about the Midsummer Queen. Is that what they call it? May the Queen. May Queen. May Queen, yeah. So Danny sees, you know, while they're exploring this little place where they'll sleep, they have a wall full of photos of the May Queen, and that's when we find out there's a dance competition at the end of each event, and they get It's a not, May not Queen. like
2: Breaking 2, just in case you guys are wondering. <laughs> it is not like Breaking 2. Uh, uh, it's
1: now. a little like Breaking <laughs> 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they get this May Queen who's supposed to bless their harvest, and we find that out uh, during this part as well.
0: So we're about to get to one of the first ritualistic events of this uh, festivity.
3: Basically, our main characters kind of join join the crowd and walk into this sort of quarry looking area at the bottom of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is shot really cool because you, I feel like you see some shots from kind of the top of the cliff, but then you get good perspective from where the people at the bottom of the cliff are and they can't really see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, definitely. But then these two elderly people who had kind of gotten these places of honor at dinner right, or when they were eating. Yeah, I think it was like breakfast that day yeah. or something. Eh, it's light all the time. Who knows what meal yeah, it is. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, you see them approach the edge of the cliff. Um... There's an elderly woman and a man, and there's kind of a big flat rock at the bottom. And then, I don't want to butcher the scene too bad, I haven't seen the movie since it was in theaters, but the old woman approaches the edge of the cliff and just... Hops right off. Yep. Face plants it.
0: I think it's a long procession from the breakfast table up this mountain. They cut their hands and wipe their blood on this runic stone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, and they go up there and you you see Danny down below, and she looks like she's starting to space out a little bit. And then she looks up and she's like, "Oh my God!" I think everyone's gonna happen. Simon and Connie. Yeah, it's everybody.
2: Mark. Well, Mark. It's the whole community. Mark, Josh, and Danny are there, except Mark is not. Mark was asleep during all this. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna take a nap." Yeah. (laughs) The night before, is they're about to all go to bed. Um, oh, like, we're
1: gonna do T- tomorrow's the
2: blah blah blah. And Josh is like, "Really? Is that really what I think it is?" And Pella's like, "Yeah." And then everyone's like, "What is that? What's going on?" And they both just kind of shut kinda up. Kind like,
3: of like, "You'll see. Yeah,
2: you'll see."
1: Dick move on Josh's part. He should have told his
2: friends. Dick move on Josh's part. Yeah. But yeah, they go to the so thing. she's up on the rock.
3: Yeah. And so that in it is gruesome yeah. when she hits that rock it is it is a close up
1: yeah, yeah. You it, see her drop the whole way. He doesn't cut it all. It's a long shot of her dropping and yeah, smashing into that rock.
0: No face, by the way. She does not have a face.
3: No, no. Her face is totally mm-hmm. t- mashed in. Yeah. yeah, she's the lucky one. Because I'm trying to remember what happens next. Is that the point at which Simon starts kind of freaking out, or does that happen?
0: Yeah, it's happening right then. Okay. Our, the our our couple from the UK, Simon and Connie, just start losing it, and they're like, "Holy shit!" She Does she need help? You know, like, someone help her. What's Dude, happening right
3: way now? Way past help, Ghani. Sorry, like... And, and then we still have the old man at the top of the cliff, and I feel like he kind of hesitates as he's going over the edge, and so he does not... Land on the rock, he lands off to the side, has a really like bone sticking out of his leg, right? Oh, his leg is it's, gone. It's like detached. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, but he I mean, is still alive. Yeah, he
1: lands like feet down instead of face first. Yeah, so and he it... just
3: kind of accordions.
1: In, but,
0: in, uh, in contrast to the female's death, it's in full screen, backed away, and you watch him fall in one frame, or rather one, you know, there's no panning or moving mm-hmm. movement. You just watch him drop, and it, it's the camera so far away, it's a soft thud. You're like, oh, okay.
3: They were prepared for this situation apparently (laughs) because a small group of people approach him with a gigantic cartoonish mallet and just smash his head.
0: Three knocks to the head just to make sure he's dead.
3: Yeah, and he was seemed excessive. He he was real dead. Yeah, that is so gruesome and graphic too. It was. It was. I didn't care for that. It was a rough watch. I was like, no. Don't need to see this. So one of the more interesting parts
0: of this, other than the gore that's occurring right now, is the reaction of the Horga people. Whenever that man is not dead, they all start to emulate his pain.
3: They They are are just writhing around and screaming,
0: and and Danny's kind of like, what the hell is going on, you know? and But the entire village is just, you know, emoting. What they're doing is they're feeling the pain they're going through that with them and this is going to be a key reason i think of why danny decides to do what she does at the end yep. this is a community that will not let you go through things alone yeah, you share you share your emotions with everyone
3: you else. share everything yeah
0: so yeah like you said connie and uh, and uh, simon are just like this is fucked no at please, please leave her alone please listen what? to me. let me explain, explain what what you just say? It's a long, long, long observed custom. Custom? Yes. It's fucked! Those two Hujans has just reached the end of their Horga life cycle. And you need to understand it as a great joy for them. A joy? Yes, and when it's my turn, it would be a great joy for me. We view life as a circle, a recycle. Instead
3: of getting old and dying in pain and fear and shame, we give our life. As a gesture. A gesture. Before it
0: can spoil. It does no good dodging. Lashing back at the inevitable. It corrupts the spirit. I gotta say, you think they might have said something to these people before the event? Well,
1: she gotta right? say you didn't warn them. And he's like, oh, you know, I tried. He's like, I don't remember you trying at all. Yeah. Okay. Hi, you did not try yeah. hard. Well, there,
2: there's a scene later on where Mark... Take, goes like runs off to the edge of like the village and starts taking a piss next to this giant dead tree and some dude freaks out. Not he's next like, to, on. Oh, I didn't know
0: it was on, yeah. but yeah. He's right like,
2: on. This dude is losing his shit and he's like, that is like the sacred tree. This
0: guy has just committed an atrocity. Well, and let's get right to that. So th- what happens is, is they they cremate the bodies of our jumpers Oof. and then they shovel them into this tree. Yeah. And then that's oh, when, that's when he, yeah. Yeah. Mark that's is like, Mark's like I'm going to go take a whiz. It's like, all right. And this but Mark is, slept through all Yeah, he missed all that part. Yeah, he's like, You let me slip through this. He's actually like, mad. Like, yeah. whoa! You're I was like, dude, I one. would want to avoid this at all yeah. costs. I oh did not. Oh my gosh!
2: I did right see that. But yeah, so he goes over to take a leak, and he pees on this like dead like tree, and he doesn't think anything of it because it's a Why dead tree. Why does he
1: not think anything of it? You, he's just gonna pee wherever he wants on these well, people's this property. It's not the open.
2: To open there's people yeah. everywhere. No, Why not go to the He is hundred percent
1: wrong. There are bathrooms there. That is where he should
2: be. No, I'm like saying this. Like everyone's a little bit wrong in this fact. In the fact that like Mark is definitely wrong for peeing anywhere that you like. At this point, you know it's all traditional you might want to basically be like hey where can i go take a leak i'm sorry to bother you but i'd really like in to the outhouse <laughs> no again and maybe he hasn't been shown it fully maybe he has i don't know but at this point though you know these people take this shit seriously yeah. be respectful at the same time if you bring people to your place and you have a sacred tree
0: nay I'm going to stop you and say nay. Yeah, because they do not. They should not expect for everybody to start pissing outside. <laughs> no, I
2: understand, I understand. <laughs> but maybe like introduce like because like, the thing is, he's like, this is a bear. Don't worry about it. This is a yurt. We don't worry like, about don't it. Don't
1: pee on the bear. Don't pee on the
3: yurt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do we
0: this have to tell giant, everybody, don't pee on any of these this things is
2: right a, here. Yo, we have
3: bathrooms. <laughs> this yeah. is a
1: sacred
2: tree. I mean, the thing don't is, they, pee act, on it. they acted <laughs> like this was like one of their most like sacred artifacts. I think you would point it out as like, this is a point of interest. And granted, maybe Mark would still be a fucking dick. And be like, I'm gonna piss on this tree regardless because he wasn't paying attention. But the thing is, is, yes, Mark is wrong for not using the fucking bathrooms like he should have. But the thing is like, if I wasn't bringing you guys to my house, I'd be like, this Don't is my, in my special house. couch this is my you know my this my that like I'd point out anything that had like insane value of like don't fuck with this so I just start you peeing would point your, out your your great
3: aunt's ashes on the mantle yeah so what I'm hearing don't is don't pee on that don't put your cigarettes
2: out in this ashtray because that is my dead family in there like if I had it out in the open
1: listeners if Garrett ever comes to your house be sure to tell him where he's not allowed to pee because he's assuming <laughs> oh, it's every, everywhere
0: fuck <laughs> you, dude, No. a toilet a toilet is the only good place to pee
1: no I agree with you
2: but I'm just saying like it was really like don't get me wrong the, just the thing is like if it it's that important like you should basically like that tree is off limits because it is yes, so
0: sacred to us if the horga had a travel brochure it would be one of the <laughs> items listed in there And the things, i'm not just talking about just <laughs> peeing don't pee on that but just like hey no i know
2: avoid that tree don't touch that tree leave that tree alone because that is super sacred to us everyone could have been a little more proactive about making sure things like that weren't desecrated but
3: if we're assigning blame i'm gonna say it's like 85 percent mark and 15 percent. I, like I,
2: <laughs> I would give it 90 percent mark and maybe 10 percent them of like this is really important to you maybe give someone a heads up I've been to Philadelphia and I've seen like the Liberty Bell and stuff and there's signs like do don't not on touch. It. <laughs> do not cross the bars do not do this because this thing is super fucking important to us so
0: the last time you went to the Alamo did you start peeing on the taco no, truck no no <laughs> signs you, though you know better you know better That's why. I understand why. that okay yes
2: okay fine I'll back down on this. I'm just saying they should have been a little more like don't touch that tree
0: yeah so he pees on the tree, as established, not <laughs> seconds guy. ago. And Ulf, his name is Ulf.
1: Ulf. Ulf the Yeller. Oh, he what a is, good name.
0: He is so upset. And he, Mark is like, dude is mad. What's yeah. happening right now? And he's like, why did you pee on the tree, Mark? He's like, well, I, it's just a fucking tree, man. I just yeah. thought, you know, whatever. I'm going to pee on this tree. Nobody told me
2: not
1: to pee on the tree. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, though,
2: is you should know that Mark's an idiot at this point. You should probably take like special precaution to be like, Mark, we know that you should know better not to pee on things, but maybe avoid peeing on the following things if you decide you're going to go pee on something. I
1: find it, yeah.
0: Pele, Pele comes in and, and uh, ushers Mark aside, and he's like, you probably shouldn't have done that, man. They're really mad. You basically peed on all our dead uh, ancestors, yeah. is what you've done.
1: And Mark, no, doesn't care at all, really. He's like, oh, all right,
3: yeah, yeah fine.
2: I can't believe he was just like, well, I didn't know. And it's like, that's not an excuse at this yeah. point. Yeah, dude, that is anything. where you
3: apologize to the elders of the village. Yeah, you just grovel and, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So this is when we're introduced um, to our—I don't know how to phrase this exactly right—our uh, our product of incest, our Bible writer.
3: He's—I would say he's kind of the the oracle of the yeah, village. Sort of, go. he's yeah. an
2: oracle. Um, but he's, he's got
0: some, some deformities,
2: some facial deformities and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. We're introduced to their Bible, uh, their holy text, which is called the, the Ruby Rotter. That's the name of their book. So it's got a bunch of like Swedish runes in it and they hand it over to this Oracle fella and he's got a name. I don't remember it though. And the elders then go ahead and translate what he's writing. Yeah, and they that's interpret- basically how they are, uh, basing this whole religion. And to me, I took this away as like, hey, all your books for religion are basically a bunch of finger painting nonsense. I I got the feeling that this might have been a a subtle
2: take on religious text.
0: Yes, absolutely. That, that's what I took away from it too. I was like, this is this is a statement about religious holy old texts and how important people will make those.
3: And what I thought was really. The fact that it's like, this is our oracle. He, you know, finger paints in this book and then our elders interpret it. Yeah. And yeah.
2: I, again, this was this was a deliberate. I feel like this is a deliberate, subtle kind of like you get it. You know, it's like, whoa.
0: So jo- Josh is looking at this book and that's where he says, hey, is it cool if I photograph? And they're like, no, dude, of course not. The old man's talking. Yeah. to him. Yeah. and He's like, well, what happens if you don't have a, a, another oracle? And he's like, no, we actually make them on purpose. We inbreed inbreed and do incest to create an oracle. Now, do you
1: think at this point he knew Josh wasn't leaving this compound? That's why he was just telling him all this crazy shit? Like, yeah. No,
0: I, I, I honestly think that the decision to make Josh a sacrifice has not been made at this point. I think his actions directly led him to be a forced. Okay. Uh, sacrifice.
1: Also, they told Josh to not pee on the book. That was an important <laughs> scene. Don't forget that.
3: <laughs> Whatever. It's we know true. you Americans love urinating with impunity. At this point, so... there's empirical
2: evidence. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: We've also been waiting for Josh and Christian to be approved to do their thesis, right? Pele is like, I'll go talk to the elders. I know you guys really want to do this. I don't think it's going to happen, though, guys. And he's like, well, well what, if, what if we don't use the names and we don't say specific locations and they approve? It's like, okay, guess what? You guys have to share it, though. I already told Christian before you came over, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Christian's decided, I'm going to do my entire thesis on the horga. And he's like, bro, it's like a third of mine. You're just copying me like you always do. Yeah.
3: And Christian, this asshole, is like, I had no idea, man.
1: Yeah, how do you not know? You, you're The whole reason you're here is because Josh is doing this thing. And he was just like, whatever, you know, it could be kind of the same. But I'm going to do it on this and you're doing it. It's like, you can't Why? gaslight Why does
3: Christian have any friends? Uh, good question. Yeah. I can see why he's friends <laughs> with
1: Mark, but the yeah, rest of them, maybe he
3: always pays for pizza or something. <laughs> so at this point, we're
0: going to a dinner and everybody's sitting down at the table and Mark's like he, he sits down. He's like making eye contact with Ulf and he's like, I think that dude's gonna kill me.
1: Both <laughs> is staring him down and hard. Then
0: one of the women get up and like Josh has been. I'm sorry, Mark has been eyeballing this girl like for a while now, and she's like, "Come with me. I want to show you." And Mark's like, "Ah, oh, okay. Hey guys, she's gonna show me," and just like walks off and's like, "Okay, well that takes care of him." I can't
1: believe he thought this was gonna go the way he thought it was gonna go right after he peed on their ancestral tree. Yeah, yeah and as the <sighs> table's
0: being set, we see all the drinks put down. And again, like we said earlier, there's one that's discolored, put down right in front of Christian, and nobody seems to notice. Not even Garrett noticed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Garrett also didn't realize Richie was gay. <sighs> Ooh, man. Let's talk about more of Garrett's failings, shall we?
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so we're we're feeling the tension between Christian and Josh. Danny's still kind of trying to soak this all in, just kind of like she's dealing with watching those people die. They serve all the pies, and Christian bites into a pie and pulls out a pube and is like, oh, know, man, is that a pube? And he's like, whatever, cool. He just kind of blows it off. He's really he, cle- like calm about this
2: pub well, I, I think he's more
0: just like, I don't want to make a big
2: deal about this. Like, I don't know if this was intentional. Yeah. I'm going to just basically let this go.
3: Doesn't want to piss off Ulf. Yeah. 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 And Fair Josh,
0: <laughs> Josh had found a, a love rune under Christian's bed just the night before, because uh, I think, what is it? Pela's sister? Was that who that was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was a different girl, but one of the girls from the villages targeted Christian.
1: And and he makes a point to be like, oh, She's totally now you're able to have sex with her. She had some special event,
3: uh, which I assume means she got her period and now she's ready for you. And then I think they had also discussed um, when Josh was looking at their holy text and they were talking about the intentional inbreeding to create their Oracle. They also discussed how they periodically intentionally bring in outsiders to keep their entire village from getting too inbred. Yes.
0: Yeah. That was a big point. Um, Son- Sonny and Kaiman
3: <laughs> <laughs> are those the monsters from yeah. the
0: odyssey Connie <laughs> and Simon. uh connie and simon are like we're getting the fuck out of here we can't deal with this shit we're gonna leave so connie's like she's got her backpack packed up she walks into a barn and one of these elders comes by is like oh oh uh, connie connie just want to let you know uh simon and one of the elders took a truck to the train station uh when they return uh, we'll take you and she's like Wait, what? Like, no, he would not have left without <laughs> me. Yes,
1: I respect Connie. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like,
0: yeah, quit your jibber jabbering. She's like, I could have sat in Simon's lap. And he's like, oh, yeah, probably. We, but uh, we, we
1: are very serious about traffic
0: laws. <laughs> yeah, he's <Yeah. I> <laughs> like, we don't break the laws here. <laughs> like, all yeah. right, I'm not buying your shitty lie. So after the ker- uh, kerfuffle occurs, like, and then the whole, like, group, you know, all the outsiders like, did you hear what happened with Simon and Connie? I can't believe Simon would do that. Like, Danny comes up to Christian. He's busy trying to do his thesis bullshit, talking to some other guy about incest. And she's like, did you hear what happened? He's like, oh, man, that's really fucked up. Hey, so do you guys fuck your yeah. brothers and sisters over so here? Like, completely weird. blows it off. And Danny is just dumbfounded. She's like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I can't believe this. Then
2: we cut to the dinner table. Well, I'm sure he I'm sure had a good reason.
1: And she just gives him this look like, the fuck? Like, And then she's like, I think you would do that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> She says it She's like you would do that You would leave me basically And he's like wait a minute What And she's like never mind
2: Yeah I was like dude God Like just cannot get it together
1: No He also forgot her birthday
2: <laughs> Yes he did forget her birthday Which I mean, was the first day But
1: Pella there. remembered He yes. did And he gave her this Really nice drawing And uh Danny Fucked up with... Or Christian fucked up with a cake that he couldn't light a candle on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was so pathetic. Was really Happy bad. birthday. I can't... Fuck. Uh, Bert, to you. Yeah, and his excuse <laughs> was like, oh, you
1: know, the sun. So I forgot what day it was. I thought it was yesterday. And Danny's
0: like, basically like, it's okay. Just... This is really pathetic. Can you just stop right now? <laughs>
1: You're embarrassing both of us. He's like, what? I really tried. Mm.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna he go did. pee on the Dude, tree.
2: Christian never tried that this entire fucking movie. He tried to basically, like, not have to deal with shit. That night... Josh goes to take pictures or look at the sacred text and he gets caught looking at it. Cause like um Mark comes in. He's like, Mark, what are you doing here? Dude, close that door. We're gonna get fucking in trouble if they see us in here. And Mark, he gets knocked out. Josh gets knocked down at that point. And then Mark like looks over him and you're like, oh, that's a skin
0: suit. Like someone is wearing Mark's skin. To be precise, it is the naked oracle. He has no pants on, yeah. just a shirt. And you can see his dingus if you look. It's there. It's,
2: it's very obvious. You don't have to look hard. I just noticed it was like like a yes, he's wearing the lamb's like skin face. Yeah, and he's
0: wearing like, Mark's face and just groaning over him. And then they you see body, uh, Josh's body pulled away, and there's like the trail of blood,
2: which is actually an interesting little callback. One thing I did notice is earlier, like um, I can't remember who asked, like what are those kids doing over there? And then he's like, oh, they're playing a game. They're playing Skin the Fool, and they're like Skin the Fool, and he's like, yeah, it's just a fun game. Well, Mark
0: was the fool, and Absolutely. they end up skinning
2: him later on. So it was like, there's a callback for you. So much so that
0: he's dressed as the fool in the end of the movie. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, Mark is uh, a fucking fool. What are you going to Ma- do? Yeah. yeah. Next morning, the elders are like, hey, we got some bad news. Our Ruby Rada, our book, is missing, and surprise surprise two of the americans are missing too and, and, jo- and christian's like we have no association with oh. them they are not our friends fuck those guys i know josh did this and danny's looking right he at him like six him nines like, that like, shit bro dude like you just he's out the gate that shit yeah he's just six nine it up in the yeah, courtroom uh um, your honor switching
1: big time yeah
0: oh, i was like what a piece of shit man and,
1: yeah danny i think is probably like mm, that really feels weird and people are disappearing at an unusual rate but uh christian per usual can only care about christian Christian Christian
0: doth protest too much at that yeah. point. Impel is like, all right, uh, maybe we can go find him, and they're like, yeah, you should do that, and they also say something effective. Um, if you just put it back, no one will get in yeah. trouble. Just go put it back in the temple. We'll call it. We'll call it cool. All right.
3: And then at this point, is this when they Danny goes to make? Uh, goes to hang out with the rest of the women, right? And then Ulf goes, you will go with the women today for their activities and
2: you,
0: you will gotta go-, go talk to the head lady. Yeah, you yes. gotta go talk to lady. So we get the appearance of like, Christian's gonna go get to the principal's office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which
3: yields my favorite exchange in the movie.
0: Yeah, why don't you tell us about it?
3: So they go into the little house that she lives in, which apparently contains, what, a stool and a chair? Because... What more do you need? Yeah. It is
0: a very small meeting room. Yes. And it's very decorative. All the imagery is like naked men with their dicks out. And then the one Josh is staring at, I'm sorry, well, the one Christian is staring at is a bear on fire.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. Oof. Um, My favorite part of this conversation is when they're kind of discussing this love potion-y thing and Maya, the woman in the village, the young lady in the village who has set her sights on Christian, And he says to this village elder, I think I ate some of her pubic hair. And she's like, that's probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Does not faze her at all. It's the best.
0: I love it. (laughs) The whole exchange is so great because he sits down in this wooden chair and she's like right up to his face and she sits down. And she's just looking at him and Christian just immediately launches into like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry about your book. I don't know where Josh is. I can't believe he'd be this much of a dick to steal your book, but I swear to God, we didn't have anything to do with it. And then she's like, Maya has been approved to mate. Would you like to fuck her? (laughs) and he's that's like that's like her opening uh, gambit yeah uh, what now <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: after the pube thing it basically cuts to him leaving we don't see the rest of the convert the weird whatever weird so we don't know what happens in there okay. like how does that conversation continues
0: he signed a contract you know
2: a waiver the way thing. the way i, I got it waiver the way <laughs> i got it is he was definitely was like yeah i'll take a crack at
1: it i think <laughs> i i thought he said no actually i thought he was like i mean because of what happens later and how they essentially sort of force him and push it, drug him and push him into it, that he was like, you know, I'm honestly, good.
2: that's I mean, that's the thing is I, I got that feeling, too. But then like it cut to them, like him being ready to go. And I was like, wait a minute.
0: I don't think he said no. I think he was reluctantly going to go ahead and go through with this to be part of his thesis. He's like, let's go ahead and see this tradition through. So oh. it's another experience for me to write about.
3: You got to be polite, you know? Hmm, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's not mention that she this girl is underage, according to American law. She's like fifteen or sixteen.
3: Oh wait, is she? Yeah, probably. She's oh. she seems real young. She does seem
1: really young. Oh. She's definitely at least eighteen in real life. So we can all feel a little better about ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the while, Danny's getting uh, doing her activities with the women, and they start like crushing up some sort of like herb and root and dirt and stuff, and they mix it into a giant pitcher of tea. And we're getting ready for our Mayflower event, or our May event. <laughs>
3: the Mayflower yeah. event. I don't know exactly
0: what it was called. <laughs> it's a Maypole damn. Welcome back to the Mayflower Dog Show. <laughs> 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 Welcome, Pilgrim. Um, so that, it's all the women coming up, and they're drinking this, this liquid, and it's like, it's a heavy hallucinogen, you're going to find out here real shortly. And these women are going to dance around a pole while these group of people bang the drums, and some lady yells, stop, and go. It's like a like a red light, green light type situation going on. Stop, Hematine. And our last person standing is going to be the the May, May queen and that's what we're seeing and, and Danny is she gets in line and they're doing their weird square dance event going back and forth and she starts tripping balls so hard to the point where she starts speaking Swedish
1: I don't speak Swedish what Swedish
0: You speak Swedish? It's, and this is all in Swedish, by the way. She's like, no, I don't. Holy shit, I understand you. <laughs> ah ha ha. They start laughing, and then the lady yells, stop. And she bang the, the woman that uh, Danny's talking to bangs into the other one, falls down. Guess who wins? Danny is the May Queen. And it's a really what? well done scene yeah. uh, watching this go down, and you, you like all the visual, like we've said, this trip. Uh, Ari Aster captures on screen is just incredible. I
1: yeah, think. it goes on for a while, that it's dance, goes too. goes on for
0: quite a while, but yeah.
1: Meanwhile, uh, Christian, I guess, is free because uh, then he's just sitting there watching Danny do her dance. Um, Which they- is a
0: really powerful scene, by the way, because everybody is really involved in it and they're all happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny looks to Christian for some sort of like, good job, honey. You know, really give her what she's looking for. And he's looking away. He's pulling grass out of the ground. Yeah. He's not paying attention and she's just like, you fuck, but like, I even think now he's on something yeah. at this point, yeah. though, no, like, no, maybe. he's not. They, this is when they hand him. Yeah, because they uh, hand him that like he's sitting there uh. not paying attention. And another Swedish woman walks up. and she's like, this is for you. And he's like, what is it? Uh, it, it it's to uh, remove all inhibitions or, you know, something yeah, that breaks degree. down the
1: barriers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's like, and jo- uh, Christian's like, I don't want to have a bad trip. And she's like, don't worry, it'll be fine. And he reluctantly takes it. And that's when he like, doses him. himself. I was
1: fucking throwing that shit in the grass. Some weird stuffs happening here, but yeah, he... to
0: just accept it at this point, like your friends are missing every, every the whole. Everything's feeling really tense in this part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, and he
1: can tell. He can tell from his body language that like he senses something's not right. I don't think he's smart enough to piece it all together, but he knows something is off now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we get a lot of great shots of Christian is being the outsider, not really giving Danny the, uh, the comfort she needs while the rest of the town is. So much so that you see Christian off in the background during the Mayflower crowning, and the whole town is like, yay, Danny, you're awesome and amazing. It's just, you know, it's hammering home that like Christian is not fulfilling the need that Danny needs.
1: Right. Almost a bit of role reversal. Yeah. Now I, he's the outsider.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And <laughs> I love all the shots of like the flowers are now breathing, like the, the, the petals and yeah. everything. is just pulsating. And just some amazing, like, again, she's still tripping balls, like watching all this go down. Now the town is paying attention to Danny. She is now leading the events. They go to a table to celebrate and they're all waiting for Danny to sit down. And she is now the focus, right? And then they hand her a fish. Just a raw fish. She's like, hey, for good luck, swallow this herring whole. I'm like, what? (laughs) I
3: gotta say, I don't think I would have had too much of a problem with that. You could have slurped down a whole fish, bones and all scales. Yeah, I think I could. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, I love herring, usually smoked herring. <laughs> I think I could <laughs> eat a raw one.
0: Okay. Hmm. I would love to know what happens when the Mayflower, the May, May Queen, rather, can slurp down the whole fish.
3: Uh, high fives all around. Yeah, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> right.
0: So she is now being shuffled off to bless the harvest, They dig a hole, they pour some rice in there, they throw a raw steak in there, they crack an egg on it, and then they dance on it.
1: I do like... She asks, she's like, hey, can Christian come? Yeah. And they're like, no, he's got to follow his own path.
0: It's like, you got to do this on your own.
1: Yeah. And I felt like that was like a key part of the movie where Danny's going about her way. Like, I think two weeks ago, she probably wouldn't have gone, but now she's like feeling more confident and able to get carried away in this weird fucking thing.
0: Right. She's feeling more at peace and with family maybe if you will
3: (laughs) and everything they put into this hole is like foreshadowing for some gruesome stuff to come yeah
0: yeah absolutely so while she's being crowned and eating the herring uh christian comes and sits down clearly tripping his balls off and sits down next to this old man and i love he's like excuse me what's going on right now (laughs) and he just the old man just claps right in his face and the whole background just like ripples ripples with the clap. And he's like, why did you do that, man? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude, I I feel bad for you in this moment. This moment alone is like, God damn, dude, tripping balls, not knowing what's going on in in, in a hostile environment at this point.
1: Yeah, I did feel bad for him there. So
0: this woman comes up and starts dropping pedals towards Christian. And he's just like, well, guess it's time. So he follows the pedals into this barn and Garrett, this is probably your biggest fantasy right now. So why don't you go ahead and describe it? It's not, it's definitely not. He walks into this room and he sees
2: like, like a line of naked women, like kind of like standing there, like side by side, like the rockets, but full nude. And then there's um, the red hair girl laying on
0: the ground, like on this flower thing.
3: And maya the one who's maya. been after him the whole movie yeah and
0: and the cle- women the women are rocking back and forth and yeah. humming the whole this time. is clearly the breeding ceremony is basically what what this is yeah.
2: someone walks up and they start like taking their clothes off and then they're like here for your vitality and they make him like inhale the smoke and it's then- boner gas
0: he he inhaled boner <laughs> this gas. Point,
2: he's tripping he's on boner gas they walk <laughs> him up and they're just like all right and then like Maya like spreads and is like let's go and it's like he reluctantly gets down there and then they're kind of like all right let's go and then he's kind of half into it yeah and then I, they kind of start forcing him. they like like are like pushing him into her yeah stuff.
3: one of the old women cause it's like all the like elders, all of the women, the old House women of the village. 36 or whatever. Yeah. And one of them just gets down and starts like pushing on his ass as he's fucking this girl. Because he's
2: barely he's barely doing anything. He's, I think he's just kind of like... And she's
3: like, nah man, get in there. Yeah. He's get like, this there. is not
2: right. I'm all weirded out. I don't know what's going on fully. And then they're like, no, no, let us help you. This is how it's done. I think
1: they added the boner gas later because I got to tell you, I don't think I'd be able to stay aroused in that situation. Oh, no. I'd be like, what though? No. I, is
2: that's the thing. This? I was like, mark me that joke and I was like, no. No, there's no way I could yeah. be like.
0: I also want to mention that all this. of the women start to synchronously orgasm, fake orgasm. So they're experiencing this. With I think them at as one well. point
1: another. I guess is it her mom? Is it supposed like I don't know? But some other lady like holds her hand and comes face to face with Christian, like way too
0: and singing a lullaby as they fuck. It's yeah. just so bizarre.
2: Look, I like to I like to think that, you know, as a man, I can perform when I need to. No. No. I would be like, I'm I'm out. Uh, yeah, like, I think even like Like even if everything's on the up and up, I would be I still be like, I don't know if I can do this. Someone
1: yeah. coming to help you? Like that
0: <laughs> Once the act is complete, he he leaps up and's like, Oh my god, I'm weirded out. He beelines it outside completely naked. Uh,
1: do you think he was actually uh bewitched? And, like, when he finally uh, orgasmed, like, the, the spell broke. Because he seems to be, like, way different the moment that happens.
2: I think
0: it can be taken that way, right? Yeah. Well, I think when she yeah.
2: starts, because, like, after he, like, finishes, like, she starts rocking, like, in that method to, like, help you get pregnant. Yeah, she pulls oh, whatever.
0: Her
1: leg up and all that.
0: And but. then, um, I guess it really just comes down to if you believe that there's any power in any of this religious ceremony going on.
3: Yeah. Right? I do think we missed a very key part of that scene where Danny breaks away from the group to follow this weird noise she's hearing. And then she takes a peek through the crack in the door and sees Christian on top of Maya. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you know she already knows what's happening. You can see yes, it in her face. But here's her confirmation. Yeah. To the point where they, there's another female going, You don't want to go over there. Yeah. They try to me. guide like, her it's, away. It's not good. And it would be a completely different movie if everything up until
2: this point, Christian was like a dedicated like boyfriend and was always doing the right thing. There could have been a conversation there. It's still not a, like a right thing to do, but there could have been a conversation of like, Okay, look, I was all fucking on drugs and they kind of like led me in here. I didn't know. And she could have been like, okay, we can discuss this, but everything that's led up to this point, she's like, all right, this is my out. Like this is the final straw.
0: She runs back into the communal home and she is just writhing and crying. And her, her, troop her May soldiers or her maids or whatever you want to call her I don't know what is the May, uh, whatever the May Queen's <laughs> subordinates are you know her troop of soldiers. women her
3: squad her, her squad posi. exactly there
0: you go they all start emulating her size and her deep heavy to the point where they start doing it synchronously as well Hammering home that we share the pain, the joy, everything together as a
3: community. Yeah, so it's all just these women on their knees, on the floor, in basically the big kind of barracks, almost. I don't know, just wailing and screaming along with Danny. And as someone who really likes it when people can just be like, Dude, that fucking sucks and I'm with you, rather than trying to solve the problem. Beautiful, love it. I think there needs to be more of that. Let's just scream together (laughs) for a while. We'll feel a little bit better. Let me empathize
0: and share it with you. Yeah, I'm gonna take it on and help you through this. Yeah, and it's 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 a great visual. It's like okay, these people are gonna get over their pain, you know, by as a group. While Danny is wailing away with her squad. Christian is beelining it naked to wherever he can get to be alone and he goes into a chicken coop mm-hmm. and he's looking around and this is where we find what happened to Simon. We see the foot first. Oh, correct. We yeah. Yeah. see Josh's foot sticking yeah.
1: out of the garden. So he runs out and he sees this garden and there's just Josh's foot just and sticking out. Does he still
3: have a sock on it? Yeah. No. no <laughs> I I think it's a barefoot. I think I am i shoe. I'm, I'm, I'm far
1: going this
2: scene
3: a little <laughs> yeah. bit well, in my head.
1: Foot, <laughs> barefoot sticking out of the garden like it was just a plant, like a tomato plant. As someone
2: who watches right beforehand, it's a Barefoot, and I was like, I was like, was that kind of a sign? Like, they're like, hey, look what happened to him, or was it just kind of like a potato thing where you half bury it? You know, like, <laughs> were they trying to grow something? Like, th- what is the point of this? It's I to think
0: fertilize. I by know.
1: then, they knew, like, these people aren't getting out of here. I think like, it's mostly
2: for the audience. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, here's Josh. This is like I, I really want to know. I was like, I was like, what is the, the logistics of b- half burying? Well, LA? no,
3: he's when we're, we've just seen Danny bless the harvest by burying the seeds, burying the meat, and burying the. Eggs he is the seed Part of this like oh. They're planting him in In their garden basically and Then when we see Simon he Is the egg part of this Oof. Because he has been flayed open from the back. His ribs removed. His lungs are out of his body. He's suspended in this chicken coop, still breathing. Ooh, that's and what I
0: couldn't tell. I was like, it looks like he's breathing, but he sure seems Because his lungs are dead. inflating
3: yeah. and deflating.
1: And, uh, and it Could be a side effect of the trip? Because, I mean, I can't imagine he could live
0: through
3: that. I really can't.
0: His eyes are plucked out and flowers are in place. Yeah. Like, he is just mutilated. Oh, what a tough scene I thought
3: the implication was that at this point he was still alive because his lungs were apparently still working i think it's up to the viewer but yeah that i'm gonna be choose not to believe
1: that because this seems
3: gross i had a real him. rough time watching this i am not someone who goes in for body horror and as much as i like this movie overall i almost had a little bit of a freak out watching this because it was a lot
0: yeah. <laughs> for sure uh, Christian turns around immediately. That some elder is there and blows some sort of paralyzing dust into his face. Because his eyes get huge and his pupils get massive. Like he's like done boner gas dirt water now paralyzation. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's he's going through so he, many. Different he's had things a rough right day. Yeah. I love it because he comes up and he individually closes Christian's eyes and you watch half the it's, camera yeah, go black. It's
2: a POV from Christian laying on the ground. It closes his eyes like you said and like half the screen goes black and it's like really
0: cool.
3: Pocket sand shusha. (laughs)
0: the next scene is a woman opening his eyes from his pov and she's like oh christian hello um welcome back just want to let you know right now uh you can't move and uh you can't speak okay great (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's not going to comfort him at all she's
1: so calm about it though mark did a great job of that
0: and now we're seeing the uh elder lady come out and she's like this has been one of the good ones this is a good 90s-year party, isn't it, guys? <laughs> Can it a great you time. dig it. <laughs> we've had a few sacrifices. We need nine total. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get some volunteers, and then our May Queen is going to choose the last one, okay? Pyrotechnics um, go
1: off in the background. And,
0: <laughs> and it's like... And
3: then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a laser light show afterwards. Please stick around.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then she goes, we've got two volunteers from the Horga, because that's part of it. It's like we get four outsiders, we get four of our own, and then the May Queen... Queen chooses the ninth one for our final ceremony. And she says, graciously, Ingmar and Ulf have volunteered to be the sacrifices for the Orga. Um, we've already killed Josh and we've already killed Mark. So Danny, time to choose. Do you want to kill Christian or let's go to the lottery system? And she starts doing like a lottery ball thing and a ball drops and yeah, she pulls it's like Yeah, it it's out. like a
3: bingo cage. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: And I got his name here. I thought it was so fa- funny. It's like this announcer comes over on the loudspeakers, like, <laughs> Honorable Twyborn, please step forward. You've been chosen. And it's like everybody's clapping. Yeah. Yay. He's this is great. He's running
1: pumping his arms. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on he's, down. The <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> I can't remember the, the price yeah. of that. Yeah, that's it. And then he's all $1, and you're like, You're one of those assholes. What do we got for him, Bob? So we're we're at this this particular moment where it's it's time for the movie to say okay is Danny going to go with Christian or has she embraced this new religious family that we she's gone through all these experiences with I do want to point out also that she is ridiculously overdressed with flowers She is in a cone of flowers It's an elaborate uh, I mean, I just took it as more like, was like religious. a flower
1: blanket, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like, man, her allergies must be wild right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> It is so over the top and ridiculous. I can't not laugh at it. Every time I see it on screen, I'm like, oh, is this like some sort of dig at religious pageantry, you know, getting dressed up and going to Sunday church or something like that? Well, or- she walks in it later on and like, um, <laughs>
3: that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's a flower. Comb. I think my roommate <laughs> was
0: like, she looks
2: like a slug <laughs> like yeah, a flower slug. And I was like, oh, that's fair. It's so, over the top. So she you, makes her choice.
0: You don't see it on screen, but you just no. see her face. She's starting to tear up. She's starting to frown a lot. And you're like, oh, yeah, she's picking Christian. Duh. No doubt about it. Yeah. So, I feel
1: like she was, she decided pretty much immediately. And I was like, fuck, I should be sad about this. Yeah. <laughs> this should be a harder
3: decision. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe that's why she's sad. It's like, I can't believe I'm just going to so willingly pick this over a random stranger I've never met, Twyborn. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get to live. and then I we think could- she'd have different emotions. Like I said, if he was actually a good boyfriend up to this
2: point i yeah. mean maybe they've had some problems in the past but if he had like even like during from the part of the scenes that we had seen like at least put more of an effort and i think she'd have more of a like a problem with this i think that like having sex with a girl was definitely a major blow to her
1: i would agree but i feel like
2: i feel like i think that pushed her
3: over the edge yes i feel
2: like i we'd have a, having a different conversation in her mind if everything up to this point was like 80 percent good 20 percent shitty and then this event happened, I think she'd still be like, well, let's get some more information about this before we choose. But like everything he's done at this point has been like, oh, that's questionable.
0: And the town's embrace of her, the slow brainwashing of her to believe that now you belong in this cult.
2: Yeah. And, and Pele, in, early in the movie, was all like, I was an orphan, too. Like, the, the reason I love this community is because they are there for me like no other family could ever be. And he kind of sells it. Yeah, he he's like it, "Christian's
0: not doing that for you. I know. Yeah,
2: I he, can tell. He gives her the hard sell, and so like that, combined with everything that's led up to this point, etc., cetera, etc, cetera, I think she's not happy about having to make that decision because I think she feels like I'm a shitty person for making this decision, but she makes that decision.
3: I would say she's not happy yet about making this yeah. decision. No, no, no.
2: I, I was not saying that yet because, like specifically that that transition at the end. I was like, I get it.
0: That's a little like rough to watch, but I get it. It pans into a, like a schoolhouse where they have the bear Return earlier, to the bear. Split down the middle and one of the elders is showing the younger people how to gut a bear and then yep. all the organs and, and meat is just pouring into this bucket outside and then they throw jo- uh, Christian on the table and it's time to put Christian inside the bear.
3: Yeah, Very just, Wicker Man-esque.
0: Yes, absolutely.
3: Pop him in this bear, sew it up.
0: Again, I was he's like, got I was no like, emotion on his face at this point because of the paralysis.
2: And this part right here Here's where I thought we might get a nod to the, the Nick Cage Wicker Man, where I thought maybe he'll regain like ability to move, and he'll start fighting his way out of here. Like with Nick Cage punching people in the bear suit, I was like, we might get this. That no, would we be did, a very we, different movie. We definitely did not get
3: this. I yeah. am grateful we did not get this. No, I same here, same
2: here. I would have ruined this movie, but I thought, it was like, I was like, are we about
0: to get an homage to the 90 Wicker Man? Do not steal Nick Cage's bear thunder, okay? <laughs> that is his and his alone. So inside of the Triangle Temple that we've seen, so much of they bring in all of our sacrifices mark's corpse is brought in dressed up as a jester the two jumpers from earlier they have like branches instead of arms now they're all set inside um josh is propped up obviously probably without a leg because we know that his leg was planted outside in the farm
3: yeah i would imagine so
0: they uh, bring in ulf and ingmar they sit down and they haul in christian the bear set him directly in the middle of it, and they come up to the The two... The most realistic Teddy Ruxpin you've ever seen. (laughs) Insert (laughs) Teddy. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) They give what I assume to be some sort of drug to the two Horga so they don't feel the they pain. Do. They do. They put like someone's tongue. To, right? I think it's yeah. like
2: a, a number like this yeah. will either kill you or this will make you. That's like, what he tells them. Like, assume oh.
0: that any liquid this place consumes to, will have some sort of hallucinogenic or some sort of property to put your mind at ease or something. That's
1: like why everyone's that. in such a good mood all yeah. the time. Yeah. Imagine tripping for six weeks. Good Lord. I'm
2: out. I'm <laughs> yeah. totally
0: out. They set this temple on fire. And you watch this burn down, and as it's setting on fire, for Ingmar starts screaming in agony, and everybody outside hear the scream, and again, as we've said, they go through the pain with them, and they all start writhing around and twitching, and it's and a beautiful this scene. This is
1: like one of the most disturbing things to me. It's like not very gruesome, really, but to see Christian just sitting there, you know he's panicking, he's fearful, but he can't move, he can't talk, he can't display anything. He just has to sit there and... Stew while he gets burned alive. That sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really Not horrific a great way to, to watch. Go. No. <laughs> what really makes this seem so off-putting as well is that this whole time to juxtaposition the horror you're watching, the most serene and calm music is playing over it. Like it's a holy event. It's like this is amazing this is majestic let's glorify this this is incredible and danny starts freaking out and then she like she wanders in front of the temple it's a beautiful shot of her in her overly elaborate flowered gown like sobbing and crying for a moment because she's realized, like, I think I'm a part of this now. And then as you said, it pans to her face while the temple's on fire, you see her smile.
3: Yeah, she goes from, oh shit, I'm a part of this now to hell yeah, I'm a part of this now.
0: (laughs) I've got a family. (laughs) Dope. And then the movie ends. A fucked up family, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, she's accepted. And cut. That's the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie. It
2: is a roller coaster. It is a... It is a a very slow <laughs> roller coaster but man it is everything that happened you're just like wow you I would feel have fallen.
0: I love this movie i everything that we just described is so well crafted and put together i think it's great
3: i appreciate the message of treat your lady right or she'll join a cult and murder you
0: god i i hope that's not remember the message remember that yeah. <laughs> that's
3: the key takeaway of this movie actually
1: yeah uh, and i've said my piece i think it is a master art in film craft it, i just like, I'm never just gonna throw on Midsummer. It is never a movie I'm ever gonna watch again, probably realistically. But it's, I mean, it is, it is. Spielberg-esque quality, like uh, Hitchcock-esque quality filmmaking. It is, it is, it brings, like, the most that you could do in a movie this film does. Much
2: like Danny, if a group of people were like, let's watch Midsummer," I'd be like, okay, I'll go along with this. But I'm gonna start it a little later. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's one of those things where, like, again, I, I agree with you, John. This movie just didn't hit the mark for me as far as like a movie I'd hail as like, you have to go see this movie. If someone's like, is Midsummer good? I'd be like, oh yeah, you might enjoy it like it's long
3: it's a movie that i like but i have difficulty recommending because yes. i can't get a read on who's gonna like this and who's not gonna like it
2: yeah it's really one of those things where like i feel like you have to be like i want to see this if someone's like i'm thinking about watching midsummer i'd be like okay dude it's slow and it's got some some intense moments but it's a solid fucking film i'd absolutely like recommend it like that if someone was like hey i need a good horror movie to watch this weekend i wouldn't be like Yo, stop everything and watch Midsummer.
3: It's definitely not fun to watch, but it's real good.
2: Yeah,
0: it's going to come down to how receptive you are to the themes.
2: I feel like Ari Oster is eventually going to have a movie. I, I, I'm real hesitant to say this, like in time, I feel like he might have a movie on like the AFI Top 100.
1: I think so. Like, I would like to see him do a non-horror movie. Honestly, that's where I was I've about to say. This, like, 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 if
2: you took out all the gore and, and the, the body horror of like the sacrifice and didn't show so yeah. much of the intense like gore and stuff like that. I feel like he could make a movie that would be like he horror's could, always going to have a, a, a backseat to other types yeah. of films just because of how the nature of horror. But like I feel like if he did a real like intense like drama or something like that, he could have like something on his hands yeah. that everyone like, would be. I think
1: if Hereditary wasn't a horror movie, it would have won a whole bunch of Academy Awards like that. That's where I think you're right. Horror has baggage. So I think I'd like to see him try something different, but also, you know, keep making horror movies because they're decent, at least.
0: I want him to continue to raise up the horror genre so it can be more widely accepted. I feel like him and Jordan Peele are really putting in that work to kind
2: of like, not normalize, but to get people who may not be down for these movies, at least dip their toes in, which is good and also unfortunate because I feel like it's good because a lot of people are like, well, I hear this movie's really good, but it's a horror movie. Let's check it out. And but then I feel like when they see certain scenes, they'll be like, "I'm out." <laughs> like I feel like people who are on the fence about horror, some of these like specific gruesome moments might really push them back away from.
0: Some I think of these. this movie lacks all of the cliche jump scares, though. I feel like I wonder though, you know, people that say they don't like horror, they're usually like afraid of the being spooked. You know, yeah, I mean? and this
3: I this has a couple of kind of nominal jump scares, like when she's first tripping, goes into the outhouse, sees the reflection of her sister.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a, not
3: even. But the, but the music that's, doesn't
2: hit. Yeah. it's like it's not. It's a jump scare in the fact that we don't ex- expect it, but it's not designed to make us jump.
3: Exactly. Or, um, I guess, kind of when Josh is. Like snuck in to look at the holy book at night. And, and then, then he gets hit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And
1: the and cremation scene, because right before that, it cuts to black. Then it just
3: opens with, you see that guy smashed face over the fire. Both, they're like yeah. smashed. But they're all only jump scare adjacent. They're not yeah. Yeah. true jump scares.
0: I would love to hear someone's opinion who hates horror movies on this one. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. these types of movies, Hereditary
2: specifically garnered a lot of like did you hear about this movie like it's a horror movie but it's really good you know like again from like kind of the general like but hereditary of, is
1: remember. way more traditional horror than this is yes i yeah. a- agree so. yeah. but yeah. i'm
2: saying like i feel like he kind of like has that like accessibility in the fact that he makes a movie that's such a film spectacle like such a film experience that people may go into it and be like i'm here for the film aspect of it i'll stay for the horror story you know right. or and I Going think in that's, for different reasons, and again, I think that's good because it opens that door. But I feel like some of these scenes might actually close that door for some people. Like, nope, I came into the wrong business. I'm out. Come
3: yeah. for the cinematography, stay for the body horror. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you know anyone who doesn't like horror that's watched it, and they have a certain opinion, I'd love to hear what people think of it. Yeah, it could definitely be an interesting. As would tale. I. Well, lastly, the only thing I want to bring up is that uh, some people were starting to see some imagery throughout the film that I missed the first time around. There's hidden faces in the movie. In particular, you see in the trees. Oh! Whoa! That's that's a screenshot I took. So, Danny's sister's face, face is in the trees. Yeah, with the tube.
1: Oh man! Do you think that's intentional, or do you think
2: people
0: really? one hundred percent.
1: That nose is so much a nose, like. Uh, I guess check our Instagram and you'll see this photo when this episode. Yeah, I'll posts. throw it up. Well, like you can look at
2: clouds and sometimes see things. No, but that like, is once you guys it out. Yes, you're, oh, okay, okay. Come on, man, that <laughs> is you, not a trick of the eye. <laughs> once you zoomed in, yes, that is absolutely that's a face with a thing over it. Wow. So
0: I don't know the what this actually means. It's something I'm I'm interested to find out. But maybe it's more of like Danny is progressed past her family. It looks like her like she's, her sister's gone
3: back me. to the earth. I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: I would have fallen off of that board that she's standing on.
3: <gasps> I was thinking she's the same so thing. So impressive
1: to be able to stand on. I that I can't thing. even
0: paddle board. I know. Same. Still tripping balls too.
1: Yeah, I'm so impressed with her she's balance. Got- <laughs> I used to
2: skateboard. It's like I got pretty good balance. I mean, I wasn't like like good at tricks or anything like that. But like you know. I think I could stand up there, but you add drugs into the mix. No, and I'm falling off that really thing too. In yeah, control,
1: because those four, there's what six guys there carrying you up and down,
3: up and down yeah, every step. Oof.
2: I mean, I feel so. like I okay, sober, I could do it. Not so. sober,
0: there's no Mad chance props, in hell. Danny.
3: Y'all, let's take a door off the hinges and test this theory right now.
0: <laughs> let's do it. Keep the mics hot. <laughs> All right, anything else to add before we wrap up? Be nice to your girlfriend,
1: or she'll kill you in a bear suit
0: (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time